Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. I got a feeling. That tonight's gonna be a good night That tonight's gonna be a good night That tonight's gonna be a good, good night A, a while back, my husband bought this AR-15 I wasn't happy about it And after last week, I told him I wanted this gun out of my house And he agreed with me And we realized we didn't want this gun in anybody else's house either So today, we're going to destroy it a feeling Fox Fly, after a congressional candidate, saws apart an AR-15. Karen Mallard is under investigation by the ATF. That's because in cutting the weapon, she created a sawed-off shotgun, which is illegal. If it shortened the barrel to under 16 inches, sawing off the end would make it immediately illegal, and it's a very bad idea. I knew exactly what we were doing. The gun was inoperable before I cut it, and then we continued. We, take it, we took it completely apart, and we didn't put all that on the video because, you know, we just, I wanted to get the message to the students that I was standing with them. You are fake news. It is all to intimidate me, and I will not be intimidated. Very fake news. I'm going to fight for gun reform. We need um, just common sense gun laws. I agree. I disagree with that. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Uh, it was a pleasure this week to sit down and speak with Seamus, the man, the myth, the legend behind the Freedom Tunes channel and the legendary soundbite of agreeing with that uh so i'm glad glad we got to chat with him we had about a solid half hour yeah with uh with seamus so that segment will be at the end of uh the show tonight we'll we'll close with that as usual uh so look forward to that uh lots to talk about until then but not tariffs or north korea because um (laughs) i'm mostly in wait and see mode about those things i don't know about you do you have any North Korea or tariff reactions? Uh, no, I've had a busy week. So hmm. my brother's wife just had a baby yesterday. So yeah, congratulations to your family. Thank you. So we've and been I, doing. I don't that. need I to con- news in the last few days, except for today. So I don't need to congratulate your brother anymore because he's already like the coolest person around. It's, as we know, I'm playing the long game of using you to get to your brother, uh, so we can be best friends in the utopian future. Bags. Bags. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. C- congratulations to him and uh, and to your family. I don't know. Maybe we should cover heavier topics, but it just really weighs me down during the week when I'm reading some of this stuff. So I do like that we bring some of the lighter stuff in. Yeah. Um, we mentioned it on the call-in show a little bit. I used to be on the tariff stuff. I used to be a lot more protectionist. I'm less persuaded now that this is a good idea. Uh, but Hey, you know, it seems like that's the route we're going to go. I'll watch, I'll, I'll wait and see before I freak out about it. Um, the North Korea stuff, I, I uh I don't know that I have a strong opinion on it. I I, I see people 
for and against this meeting who seem to have credible Democrats perspectives. Democrats wanted diplomacy with North Korea, and now they're like, oh my God, what is he doing? Yeah. So well, we have to kind of wait on this one anyway. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see. But uh, And I'll be honest, to me, the two topics are kind of boring. So. <laughs> mostly the tariffs like anytime you're talking about north korea it's a little it's a little uh yeah. little edge there a little fun but um and then i did just read the story about these rape gangs in in the uk and it was oh, right yeah, before yeah. the show I had, I had heard about it so we didn't include that either but i think all that's those asians they're at it again i know i know yes, funny even, looking uh, chinese men. i did get to see sargon's segment on that before yeah. we went live I, I watched uh about the, the last 10 minutes yeah. of this week's getting stupid so if you want to hear about the asian rape gangs yep you know what that means all them chinese they're at it again you can't trust them uh you can catch that on sargon's channel lots of stuff to cover in the meantime so you heard in the intro there i did a full video on this so i don't want to rehash it but there's some karen mallard leftovers the whoops i created a short barreled rifle (laughs) illegally karen mallard a couple things to talk about there um parkland radio transmission is available now uh, from school resource deputy scott peterson we can hear what he was saying as the shooting was developing and um, his previous story looks to be a little bit in conflict with what some of the radio transmission, uh, what he was saying on radio transmission. What a surprise. Google put out a Women's Day ad. You can probably predict what that's like. We'll take a look. Comment section still open. I checked like 30 minutes ago. Yeah, but allegedly what they did was they closed it off right. on Women's Day and then reopened. Yeah. And they deleted a lot of the top comments. Like the one that you wanted to discuss is no longer there. It's not there anymore? <laughs> Oh, dang it. Well, at least I put it in the notes so I know what it said. Yeah. Uh, a 20-year-old. This, this is, I think this is what I'm looking forward to discussing most because you and I might disagree on it a little bit, but I can, I, I predict anyway. But I can really see both sides of this. There's a 20-year-old suing Dick's Sporting Goods for refusing to sell him. Remember, they're refusing to sell uh, guns to anyone under 21 yes. now. So this kid goes in and tries to buy a rifle. They refuse He's eligible in the state of Oregon to buy a rifle. Otherwise, that's legal. That's not against state law. It's not against federal law. They won't sell it to him. So he's now suing them for age discrimination. Uh, so, so do we want this lawsuit to succeed or not? That's the interesting question. There are a couple of different ways to look at it. So, um, and, and this comes at a time where there are a couple other examples I want to play of left, left-leaning people refusing to serve people to be perceived of conservative or right-wing persuasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting to see how the, the cake, bake the cake case and the bake the cake mentality is getting flipped. Right. Uh, and I'm, I'm interested to see how this stuff's going to develop. Hey, big week for jailings and detainments. Martin Shkreli, he's going to jail for seven years, apparently, uh, if he doesn't win his appeal. And, uh, News, well, at least I only heard of this news today. Brittany Pettibone and uh, Martin Sellner detained at the London airport. Yeah, but they're now, they got out, now like out five hours ago or so. And Tommy Robinson and a group of singing people were waiting for them. It was yeah. really, really sweet. But Brittany's a dear friend of mine. So I, I found this particularly outrageous. Yeah. So we'll take a look. Uh, we'll see what happened to them and take a look at uh, what they had to say to Tommy at uh, the airport earlier today. There is a viral illegal immigrant arrest video circulating, and you're supposed to feel really sad when you watch it. Uh, we'll discuss why sadness might not be the appropriate reaction. I know it's not the reaction you had when you first 
watched it. I watched it three times. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I went on Gab to post one of my videos and I saw, I saw over there on Gab, what you were saying about that. Normally I watch animal friendship videos at the end (laughs) of a long day, but now these, these deportation videos, I find them so uplifting. They warm my heart so much. So, so and we'll this, with that. this particular individual seems like a particularly scummy individual yes. and we're still supposed to feel really bad about it. Yep. Hmm. Uh, that and the master of all hoax hate so far, at least has been arrested and charged, but what a prolific career for this guy. My goodness. <laughs> he's responsible for like 10% of the anti-Semitic yeah. hate crimes, a, a dual Israeli U S citizen yeah. responsible for 10% of the anti- wow. anti-Semitic hate crimes in the U S in 2017 we'll take a look at uh at his his standing record and uh and what we can expect for him coming uh coming up legally and of course we will take super chats in between topics 10 bucks and up on the sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers we regret the policy but we got to keep the sunday show moving along it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting the show on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. If you'd like to take the show on the go in audio format, you can uh, find the main show and lots of, of extra material on the audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. Ready for some artwork? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, they say the, uh, the the highest form of flattery is imitation. Am I getting that quote right? Yeah. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah. There we go. That sounds better. Um, so we got a couple of these alternate universe submissions from Travis. Uh, <laughs> this is us uh, as left lefties, I suppose. Oh, God. Uh, as, as reliable Democrats. Former, me as the formerly reliable Democrat. I don't hate my no. hair as much as I thought I would. And notice I'm drinking a Bud Light, something you would never see <laughs> in, in this reality. Thank you, Travis. And there's another one, too. Uh, a, I don't know. I don't know how to characterize this. He calls it Bonita y la Beta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, it looks like you've been, I don't know if you're deportado, like seven deportations. Am I you... responsible? Or no, I, I've, I've helped seven people get into the U.S., right? Maybe. Or is it seven people who were deported? I can't tell. But, uh, but you know. Or I'm like, <laughs> it, I'm like looking for people to kill because they're responsible for deporting seven of my relatives. Ah, Maybe. yes. I like my mustache. I think that's, I think that's <laughs> it really good. looks pretty good. I kind of like it. And of course, all of this is uh, influenced by the legendary Rich, who, you know, every time he sends us one, I think, okay, that one shocked me the most. <laughs> The the Muslim one shocked me the most. The Jewish one shocked me again. I, I figure there would be diminishing returns on these until this one popped up in the inbox. This is me as David Hogg and you as Emma Gonzalez. Which one do you like better? Oh my gosh, I love this. This is hilarious. Uh, I like how your body has been has been slimmed down, and, and you're making this really beta hand gesture. <laughs> yeah. This is so great. I, yeah, I need Rich to confirm. You did, in fact, alter my physical proportions, <laughs> Rich. I want that on the record. Oh. Uh, yes, and I got, so I think funny. it's Anderson Cooper in the background. You always got to pay attention to who he puts in the, you know, the background picture frames and stuff. Uh, so thank you, Rich. I thank look you. forward to seeing how you, um, how you surprise me in the future. Oh, the live chat is pointing out how stupid we are because it's been, 
it's that I was deported seven times. Of course. That's ah, it. yeah. Well, yeah. That's, thank you. <laughs> We're like, what could this mean? What could this possibly mean? It's some type of code. I don't I understand. Sorry. We're yes. Seven deportations. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, the quick one from, uh, from Jesse. This is uh, me reenacting the Terminator scene with Brandy with an eye. I'm not going to reenact the Brandy with an eye rant, but if you want to go listen back to the Brandy with an eye story, check the audio uh, formats for the show. It's left over at the, from the end of the call-in show. So thank you, Jesse. Uh, some candy, which is apparently a real candy. I don't know if this, Michael kind of cheated because this looks like fantastic art, but it's actually just cheating because he took an existing candy <laughs> called emojis and he put my Twitch avatar. That that artwork is not Michael's artwork. That's Wait, been that's on... a real candy called emojis. Yes, I, I looked it up because I thought it was an original candy he created, but oh, it's a it's oh. an existing candy. It's actually mm. called emojis, guys. Okay, Michael. <laughs> he shouldn't have made the cut, but I put him <laughs> in there anyway. And then, um, oh, this was a big this was a big story this week. Hollywood Reporter had a had an article or a cover called Triumph of the Beta Male. All these guys. But anyway, I appreciate being, you know, lumped in with Crowder and Gavin and, and Ben. Uh, <laughs> and I'm glad you made Ben the shortest one. Thank you for that. Yes. And not making me the shortest one. I think that this, is an accurate height reference to all these. How people. tall is uh how how tall are Gavin and and Crowder? I think Crowder's pretty tall. I think Gavin's pretty tall too. And then you're four foot eleven and then Ben okay. is four foot two. Yeah, right. That's, that's right. <laughs> Okay. You know how much we love, um, you know how much we love stupid criminals, or at least I certainly love them. I love oh, watching everybody loves stupid criminals. Last time we had, uh, remember the guy who got trapped in the cell phone store with a gun and trying to shoot his way out, but couldn't. <laughs> and then he begs please, them to open the door. <laughs> please, I'll be good. Please. Well, uh, this is a, a similarly hilarious case. So shortly after 1 a.m. last Saturday in Fairfax County, Virginia, uh, police officers saw an apparently an apparent uh, equipment violation on 30 year old Isaac Bonsu or Bonsu's car. The officer turned on his lights to pull Bonsu over. Bonsu fled, prompting a chase down Route One. Bonsu eventually drove into an apartment complex before hitting a dead end. He jumped out of his car to flee on foot, with the car still moving. Oh, that was stupid. Let's have a look at uh, what that looked like. So he pulls over, jumps out of the car, doesn't hit the brake or the e-brake. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to try to run around the car on the front while it's still moving. Gets run over by his own car. That's one more time. What a dumbass. <laughs> now, if you're wondering how does that happen, um, it's because, yes, he was... Uh, at least somewhat drunk that yeah. he was he got s several charges on the scene he was physically fine he was uninjured but police were able to catch him How because he, he had injured by that it looks like he went right under that right wheel i guess he i don't know maybe it ran over him just the right maybe way he or he did got, clear it maybe he did maybe he maybe he got knocked over instead of like yeah. run over you know my favorite part about that is the very second he gets out of the car he's like I I've, I've got this it's cool yeah. <laughs> I'm totally there's no hesitation even though there clearly should have been <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, but yes, he's, uh, he's facing charges, including his third DWI Ooh. felony hit and run. I'm not sure if that was prior. Did he hit and run himself? Maybe like he <laughs> ran himself over and tried to run away. I don't know. <laughs> uh, illegal window tint and uh, possession of marijuana for that man. So 
I believe Good luck that. to Isaac. <laughs> Thank you for the clip. Okay. As I mentioned, um, I just want to touch on a couple of Karen Mallard things. I posted that video on if you want all the facts on Karen Mallard, go find it there. Uh, short version of the story is she did the whole virtue signaling, I'm going to destroy my own gun bit. But she sawed her husband's AR-15. All she did was saw the barrel short, which you can't do. You can't have a rifle barrel that's under 16 inches. But he and wanted it, her to do that. Yeah. He agreed. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. So hilariously, she's under investigation from the ATF because you can't do that without being without going through the regulatory hurdles. Yeah. And my understanding is she has not done that. She just sawed up a gun. Um, but what's interesting is her. she's been doing the media rounds. You heard it a little bit in the intro. She's saying, well, no, 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 no. I disassembled the gun before we cut the barrel. And, and I, one, of, one of the guys, I, uh, one, of my, uh, one of the listeners of the show who I communicate with who was looking at the video said, yeah, it looks like she had done some disassembly prior to cutting it. So it's not like it was in firing shape, but it doesn't matter. Like if you, ha- if you have all the parts there, you can't. You can just reassemble it. You can't saw the barrel down without getting without being cleared prior, without telling the ATF, "Hey, it is my intent to manufacture or create a short-barreled rifle. I would like to do that." They have to clear you. You have to apply to do that, and they have to be cleared. If you have all the parts laying around, the ATF interprets that as intent to construct an illegal weapon. Do you so, think that they bought this gun for this purpose? It's possible. It's clear. I, it's clear they're not well versed in the terminal in gun terminology. We talked about that Jonathan Pring guy on the podcast previously, and I referenced him in my video. I'm 100% sure that's what he did because he says, right. oh, I turned in my big old machine, machine gun. gun. Yeah, not big, right. not yeah. a machine gun. Mm-hmm. It's not your gun, dude. You just bought that at a pawn was shop a, like an like hour ago. Like a rifle or something? And had, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a 22 rifle. Like it, it shoots, you know, the smallest rifle round possible. Well, not mm-hmm. possible, but, you know, the smallest, the smallest rifle round. Uh, so, so her her defense. The point is her defense of well, I had disassembled the rifle. That's not a defense. That's you. You still have all the components necessary for the ATF to interpret that as intent right. to construct an illegal weapon. And in fact, that's what you were doing. It looks like. Um, and she's still trying to play. This is this is my favorite part too. She's doubling down, trying to to play the victim on this, and she's trying to fundraise off of this. Karen's been targeted for standing up for gun reform. Uh, Karen, Karen has been targeted by those opposed to reform with a barrage of misogyny, hate, and calls to lock her up. Yeah, because you're committing crimes, Karen. This backfired terribly. (laughs) We've been inundated with tens of thousands of comments and direct messages on social media and our website, and have been forced to disable comments. uh, On the web, uh due to the number of vile messages and threats that Karen has received. But this is the this is the best part. Based on the response we're getting, it's obvious to us that Karen's on the right path and that she has the right message. Oh my god. Based on the response you're getting, it's obviously that you committed a potential felony. Yeah, the rationalization and the mental gymnastics. Can you imagine getting horrible feedback on your video and being like, you guys are wrong about this. You're all wrong. Well, at least you get to claim misogyny when they do that to you. <laughs> what do I have? I don't have that. Nothing. Your life is easy. And of course, um, you know, she's make a contribution, join Karen's campaign. It's, it's all a, it's all a political stunt. It's all for funds. It's all for all of that crap. But you and I were talking on Skype beforehand. 
it's it's going to be wonderful if in fact she is charged and and she would face serious penalty as I, as I mentioned it would be a felony she would face jail time and or f- a fine, and she would not be able to buy or possess firearms <laughs> in the future, which would, that sounds great to me. But but criminal virtue signaling, wouldn't that be fantastic? What are you in for? I virtue signaled too hard. <laughs> too hard. <laughs> so good luck to Karen. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about Parkland. Um, here. So uh, I'll, I'll be quick on this, but as I mentioned, just the, the radio transmissions uh, are out now. Have you had a chance to listen to them? I have, yeah. Okay. So this, uh, this quick news piece here is pretty self-explanatory, but basically what we're going to listen to is the sounds. Remember there was the, the, the school, um, the school re- resource officer or whatever they called him, the, the deputy, the Broward County Sheriff's deputy assigned to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, High School, the guy walking around campus armed with a handgun and body armor. Who did not go into the building and was fired by Scott Israel after the fact? Um, after first being put on administrative leave. Yeah. So so and remember his he w- he had come out earlier and said, "Well, no, I I didn't. It's not like I didn't go in because of cowardice. I thought the shots were outside. I thought this. I thought that." It doesn't seem that his previous explanations of his behavior are consistent with what we're able to hear on the radio transmission. So let's have a listen to that. Newly released police radio transmissions are shedding more light on how school resource officer Scott Peterson did not confront the gunman at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. The next few minutes are chaotic. Peterson radios for backup. But despite hearing shots, he does not go inside the building. Make sure I have a unit over in the front of the school. Make sure nobody comes inside the school. Seconds later. Do not approach the 12 or 1300 building. Stay at least 500 feet away at this point. Previously, Peterson's attorney had said his client thought the gunfire was coming from outside. His radio transmissions would indicate that he knew it was the 1200 building. So, and it appears he's also, inst- I mean, you heard him there. You heard him say, uh, instructing other uh, sheriff's deputies to not approach the building. That cannot be proto. Why would they do that? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to learn more as we go along. It's not, um, so it's not yet clear if there was some type of, you know, top down order to, to, to uh, form a perimeter, a perimeter or whatever they were supposed to be doing. But in any Guns case, are clearly the problem here though. Yes, we do know it was that dirty, dirty NRA that mm. is behind all of this. Yeah. I, that's what we're waiting for is the radio transmissions from the NRA to Deputy Peterson <laughs> yeah. telling him, don't you dare go in there. We have one of our friends shooting up the school and we don't want to yeah. stop him. I think we that's what the transcript. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to wait for that to come out. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's whether it's Israel's fault, whether it's Peterson's fault, it's additional demonstration of what we already knew generally, which is you know, a lack of law enforcement intervention to a guy who's right. saying, yeah, I'm, I'm listening to the school being shut up right now, guys, yeah. just so you know. But everybody stay away. Nobody come within 500 feet of this building. It's pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> Which it is. I mean, it is scary. I don't mean to is diminish firecrackers? it. firecrackers? But... What, what is this? What's going on? Yeah, but sorry, bro. That's what you signed up for. Now go Do you save think some... the average police officer can tell the difference between a gunshot and a firecracker? 
Um, well, he, he, it seems clear that he knew it was inside, so it'd be muffled. But a gunshot is certainly much, much louder than a firecracker. Right, right. So, mm. I don't know. It is weird how he went from basically, it might be firecrackers, but I also think we have a shooter. Yeah. Or shoot, shooter, shooting, whatever. So, that's, that's what's going on with the Parkland radio transmissions. One more thing I want to get it, I want to talk about before we get into the the Dick's lawsuit story, which I find fascinating. So we'll take care of this and then hop into super chat. The Google women's day, uh, international women's day. I have to watch this again. God. Yeah. Thankfully it's only a minute long. Yeah. A minute so too long. this week was international women's day. As we all know, Google puts out this advertisement called searching for equality. I believe is what it's called. And the premise here is, Look, you can use Google to search for ways to smash the patriarchy, basically, as far as I can tell. But it's every bit as cringy as you, uh, as you might expect. Here's Google's uh, search for equality. My goodness, what virtue. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will say something positive, which is that the some of the focus on this was in outside of Western countries, which, you know, where there are actually feminist issues. So I, I will say that. Yeah, but check this. Well, and Allie Raisman was a legitimate uh, victim of sexual abuse. Um, she was. Yeah. And they had that girl who was shot by the Taliban. Right. 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 But then they had that. What, what is her name? Tayana, um, the Burke. impossibly ugly woman. I, I can't. Remember. <laughs> yes. Every time I look at her, I'm like, whoa, how did the, that the happen? lady the lady where you think, OK, maybe really me, me too. Re really? <laughs> I don't know. Don't you mean like them too? Not necessarily you two. Jeez, guys. Um, yeah, but I'll counter with this. Like, look at this still frame that I got on it. Well, here, let me play it a little. Uh, dang it. Where is it? it? It's it pops up equality for all, and it's got a woman in a hijab driving. I mean, hmm. once you take off that hijab, we'll talk about equality. Yeah, really. <laughs> How about that? Right. Uh, but the important thing is that she's not getting her hands chopped off or anything like that. I so guess so. Maybe so. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm surprised to see you actually giving them some credit. So maybe that's I actually... had to just so that I could dump on this endlessly. Gotcha. Well, d well, my favorite part about this is how they basically shift back and forth between equality and arguably right. supremacy. Like yeah. they talk about what is equality? We want to get equality, search for equality, all this. By the way, the future is female. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, okay. it's all about women. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't say, but it does say the future is female. So mm -hmm. to me, you can't have equality for everybody, but also the future is a specific right. 
gender exclusively. Right. Yeah. We want equality, but we're also inherently superior. Don't forget it. Right. So the future should be gender non-specific. That, <laughs> that's the future should just be yeah. the future without respect to gender. Where gender is irrelevant. It, does it? The future is gender non non-specific. Yeah. I don't know. Uh and of course, we got the bend on equality of outcomes. So you know, you notice the Google search is there. Why does it? Uh, what percent of women are there? Or what percent of this are women? What percent of that are women? Right. Well, why does it matter what percent are? Uh, what percent of this or that is or are? The only thing that matters is can women choose to do those things or not? Yeah. Uh, imagine a world where every profession or task was split, but exactly equally among all demographics. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any the sense. The real Google search should be, why are women less intelligent and successful? What, what reasons, what biological reasons are women less successful in these fields? Should women <laughs> be allowed to hold office and or vote? <laughs> um, but, but, that, but yeah, where are the rest of the Google searches? You know, where's the, where's, um, what happens if you Google search feminist lies or progressive propaganda? Presumably you might get some counter information to those wage yeah. gap lies and nonsense. Um, and why didn't they su- search women under Sharia? Mm-hmm. Even, <laughs> even though, like, I guess they kind of allude to it, mm-hmm. sort of. But, or if you want to be kinder, gentler, um, where is feminism still necessary? Would be a good search, right? To be to be put into the old Google machine. Yeah, well, and my... I, I don't like how they combined uh, these narratives: the Me Too narrative and then Saudi women driving. Yeah, like, yeah some of the these are. Not Same legitimate. Thing. Some of them are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the top comment that I liked was, it was, I forget how many upvotes it had. Did you just assume the future's gender? But apparently it's gone now. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, they've been, you know, flushing out the comments because when you disable comments, that's a really obvious sign that you couldn't take the heat from people. But you can create a perception that it's not a totally hated video by the way you curate the comments. I guess that's what they're doing. Right. By allocating staff. Really bad. I think it's like 40,000 up and 40,000 down. Yeah. It's a pretty even split. It's like 26 million views. So I feel bad for the comment curator, whoever is assigned to do this, because you're going to be hitting that refresh button a lot. You got a lot to read. (laughs) Good luck. All to perpetuate the image that everyone's saying, this inspired me. Now I'm think of all the young women out there saying, you know, I, I, was thinking that I wanted to study psychology and maybe get married and have kids, but now I've decided I'm going to go into a STEM field yeah. and hate men yep, totally. for the rest of my life. And that's going to try to go happens. into STEM, ladies, but I bet you're going to fail. I Patriarchy guard will get you, get you every time. Mm-hmm. Stood out there in my uh, chem lab in college. He didn't <laughs> let any of them in. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, so uh, that's all I got on that. We'll get into the, this. Dick's lawsuit and some other cases of refusal of services at, at yeah. businesses, but we should we probably should take a break before we do that. Uh, yeah, is that okay? Your show too. <laughs> I'm not your boss. Yeah, you are. Um, okay. The expert says, no skateboard talk, but holy crap, this pet- pettybone thing is whack. Have a good show, guys. I know. I couldn't believe it. I, I hadn't heard anything about it because I'm off Twitter. And, uh, you know, she was detained for three days, but we'll talk about that. In a yeah, yeah. Um, Danny Dano, uh, no note. Thank you very much. Liberative in Arabic and other Muslim immigrants, uh, to the UK are Asian. If it must be what he meant. And they're going uh, to bring back Oriental to differentiate between Western and Eastern Asians. Yeah. I don't think uh, so. Yeah. This is strategic, but I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Spencer Vet, I'm a little younger than you guys. I'm 27 and my hair seems to be thinning. How does Matt cope with his balding? <laughs> I love listening to the show every week. Stay strong. Just, just do what you got to do, man. Yeah, you wear a hat. Yeah, and then you get ripped if you don't, you know? <laughs> we like your hat. It's what we're I, used to seeing. I know. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta condition people to get. You gotta give people what they expect. Because if yeah, you violate that, they get pissed. It's true. When I wear my hair like really differently, I, it upsets people. They don't like it. Um, John Verstrati said, "Hey, I never get to watch live, but I always enjoy the show on Monday morning. Thanks for the great show and individual videos. Keep up the great work. And Matt, get ready for baseball season, or are you ready for baseball season? Go Red Sox. Ooh, uh, well, you know." I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rip on the Red Sox, but yeah, no, I'm. I, uh, I'm excited. Twins are trying to get some pitching help, so it should be good. Thanks for that, John. Thank uh, you, Bob Smith. Blonde, did you tell Matt about my idea for a collab video, you and Matt, about how to research a controversial topic and the nature of truth? Um, I did not, Bob, because I like that idea, and I added it to my notes for my series, uh, Skipped in School. We do so much collaboration that it's just kind of out of our wheelhouse to do a video together, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be weird if we like, yeah, I mean, that's basically what, I mean, that's what the podcast is for our collaboration and then we have totally independent channels. So no reason to make those worlds collide, but I did really like that idea. And I was going to incorporate it into a video that I was going to do in that series about, um, how to collect data and and read data in an unbiased manner, which is something that I didn't really think I, I learned enough about. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. John O, I think Democratic enthusiasm about the midterms is overstated. What do you think, Matt and Blonde? As a stockbroker, I can tell you the productive economy is too strong. Um, yeah, I, I'm seeing a lot of enthusiasm, but it's only out of rabid leftists that probably would be that way anyway. I think middle-class Democrats are seeing tangible benefits because of the tax cuts. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's real to people. That's real. They can see real improvements. That's got to matter, right? We'll see. Oh, yeah, I think so. Well, as I said, I'm looking forward to the creative way that they discover to lose to this man that they hate so much. I don't know how it's going to happen, but if I were a betting man, that's well, I guess 2018. We're not talking about Trump. We're not talking about Trump reelection. But um, but do I expect like a Democratic wave? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure they'll pick up some seats as they usually do. They might rally enthusiasm for 2020, but. I I agree that maybe they aren't going to for 2018, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They, they, they're, these people are masterful losers. They're going to find a way. (laughs) It's incredible. Like this is the most winnable election I've ever seen. All right, let's put up this geriatric bitch. Um, Democratic enthusiasm. Yeah. Boogeyman 917. I agree. This is a quality hour of listening material. Two and a half hours. Ask anyone. (laughs) Cheers. Uh, Thank you for that. Kaya Way says, check out uh, Mike the Cops video on the Parkland shooting. He points sure. out that the sheriff department had the same training he did where even if you are the only one on the scene, you go in and try to stop the threat. Hmm. Oh, I figured as much. That's disappointing to hear, though. Like, why did nobody ref- just refuse to do what, what they were told? It is strange. I mean, I, as I've said repeatedly, I can't believe that just instinct didn't take over for some of them. Just to be like, no, screw this. I'm going to so many people there. Yeah, it's it's really sad. Um, the guns are the problem. Kale Climate says, hi, Blonde and Matt. Finally have a day off and I can watch you live. Just want to say that I love the show. You're doing a fantastic well, job. Thanks for Stay tuning awesome. in. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. And last one for right now, I'll circle back for others. It's from Andy, Andrew Dale. Cowardice cannot be measured. The only way to recast a man's medal is in the heat of combat. Don't fault this man because of his cowardice. Fault the establishment for not recognizing it and placing him in a school. 
hmm. the show. No, we we try to keep it light. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah, I mean this this is indicative of a lot of cowardice. Everybody's saying, well, we don't know what the protocol was. We don't know what they were ordered to do, but. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not really sure how relevant that is. It's like why didn't just one person say, uh, "I'm not just going to stand on the perimeter here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really upsetting. All right, we'll come back to the to the remaining. All right. So as I mentioned, I'm excited to discuss this topic because I think there are a couple different. I would say reasonable ways to look at the story. So um, people have probably heard uh, the story by now, but uh, the, the the quick version of it, there is a 20-year-old in, uh, in Gold Hill, Oregon. His name is uh, Tyler Watson, and he has filed lawsuits against Dick's Sporting Goods and Walmart, both of whom after Parkland had said we're not selling guns to kids uh, or to adults under 21. So mm-hmm. if you're 18, 19, 20, like this guy is, you're not going to be able to buy a gun at um, at Dick's or Walmart. And what's interesting, of course, is this is a case of a company making a moral choice about what type of business dealings it will do in the absence of state or federal law. It's not illegal in Oregon mm-hmm. to sell a rifle to a 20-year-old. It's not illegal in uh, in Oregon to um, uh, for, for Walmart or, for, or Dick's to do that. So... It's simply a matter of company policy based on a, a moral persuasion, right. just like the cake issue. Yep. And what's what's interesting about this case is if you look at the complaint that he's filed uh, in court there in Oregon, it cites uh, this particular uh, Oregon statute. He's seeking relief uh, under allegations of illegal age discrimination. The statute in question in Oregon cover you can't just if you're a, if you're a place of public accommodation, a business that's open to the public. You can't discriminate in selling your service or product to people on the basis of race, on the yeah. basis of gender, on the basis of religion, uh, as we've seen with the cake issue, sexual orientation, and in this case, age. So it looks like he's got a case. Yeah. Um, it's the exact, coincidentally, it's the exact same law that's cited in the cake baking case <laughs> that just came out of Oregon. Uh, which they just lost on appeal. Oregon bakers who refused gay we- uh, or court rules against Oregon bakers who refused to make gay wedding cake. They were fined one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars for refusing to bake a cake for a gay wedding. Uh, and that was back in 20, 2013. And it's been appealed since this. This bakery isn't even in business anymore. They're not even making cakes anymore. And they have to cut a check for one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. For not uh, baking a cake on the basis of a moral or religious objection. The same exact type of objection that Dick's and Walmart are making that is controlled by the same exact statute in Oregon. And this stuff, well, before we get into what to make of this, um, I did want to play a couple of videos too, because there are a couple of cases here. This is, this all fits in the context of, um, your camera just went blurry. It's like out of, do you have it on autofocus? always on autofocus well now it looks like you rubbed vaseline all over it <laughs> i don't know take why. autofocus off how do i there okay we go. now it's all right uh so um so a couple different stories of left uh, businesses operated by left left-wing people refusing to serve 
I don't know, are cops right wing? I don't know. But things perceived to be right wing or conservative. This is dangerous. Uh, yes. So one is an example. The first is an example out of Oakland here. It's a coffee shop in Oakland that's refusing to serve uh, police officers. So let's have a look at that. Uh, where's my... There we go. If you have sworn an oath to protect and serve, then you better go elsewhere for your cup of coffee. An Oakland coffee shop. I want it. Technical difficulties. There we go. Is getting backlash from the community over its refusal to serve officers. This coffee shop in Oakland's Fruitvale District opened its doors to the neighborhood late last year. But lately, it's been getting attention for who isn't welcome. What they stand for can be interpreted as anti-police. Hasta Muerte, Spanish for until death, posted this on their Instagram page last month saying, talk with your neighbors, not the police. Oakland PD's logo crossed off. This was posted right after an Oakland police sergeant went in and was refused service. We tried going inside. The owner kicked us out, refusing to talk, but they do stand by their policy. So plain and simple, no cops allowed here. That's what's been said. Kasif Assad is a friend of the owners and even helped launch their grand opening. He said their refusal to serve officers is more about taking a stance against <laughs> police brutality. All they do is harm and threaten people and uh, harass people. Soon after the incident, the oh, really? police officers... Oh, really? Kashif? Kashif Oh, really? That's all they do. The only thing. So the cops sent him a letter and say, hey, we'd like to work this out. But Association sent the coffee shop this letter expressing a desire to talk. Police have yet to get a response to their letter. Okay. And there's another case out of New Hampshire of a guy saying he runs a computer shop and a computer repair shop says, no Republicans... None of you. You're, Have an I don't old want iPhone to do with that you. needs to be fixed? If you're Republican, the used Apple store in Derry says, look elsewhere. We feel that they're the greatest um, threat currently. <laughs> it's, yes, you heard him correctly. Republicans are the greatest threat currently. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, they're in control now. I mean, what, you, you feel like you live under the greatest threat? Honestly? Yeah, these people act like they live in North Korea. It's incredible. Y- yeah. Anyway. This guy's kind of weird. The rest of his interview is a little bizarre. In the world. This is the post from the stores. Yeah, by the way, not just the greatest threat. I, I clipped that a little Facebook. too early. Currently in the world. This the is greatest the post threat from the currently world. in the world. Page. Hold on. I just want to make sure. Threat currently in the world. This yes. is the post from the store's <laughs> Facebook page. It says in part, we say no thank you to any Republican. If you affiliate with the Republican Party, you are not welcome into our store. And then goes even further, saying you have an uptight, closed energy, negative aura to fag. you, almost oh evil. You guys are so closed off. I'll have nothing to do with you. you All of you. You have a negative generally. aura about you. Yes. Almost evil. You have an you evil guys, aura. <laughs> all of you, none of whom I've ever met, are way too close-minded. Did, did, did they not see the irony? Does he not? He, he he's blind to the irony is in his own words here. This is for real, right? We're sure yeah. this is not. Hundred percent. Right. I mean, unless unless it's masterful trolling. Maybe. And to be honest, usually evil. We tracked down owner Billy Williams to explain. There are close to three hundred thousand Republicans in New Hampshire. Okay. Do you think they're all evil? Um, I think that I think that if they're not evil, then then there's a reason they're they're siding with that, and so I think that they are either they're non-discretionary. That's how I would con- call them. But other. Do you know what he means by that? I don't. When he says they're non-discretionary, I don't understand. No, maybe that. he means that that they're complicit. Is that the argument he's trying to make? I guess. 
I couldn't really understand this guy, and he runs a stupid shop that I'm sure is not very successful anyway, but... Others don't agree. Businesses anywhere should be open to anybody, you know, regardless of what their political views are, you know? I think that's kind of ridiculous. I'm sure Republicans have Apple phones too, you know? They'd be losing business that way. Yeah, I don't think that's very smart. He says despite the backlash, yeah. he stands by the original post. It isn't money that matters so much with these things. If you really believe that something shouldn't happen, you should stand up for Okay, buddy, you want to you wanna play this game? Let's all, all of us conservatives, let's start opening up businesses where there are no Muslims allowed. No Muslims <laughs> under any circumstances can come through these doors. Do they understand the precedent they're setting here? Well, it's, yeah, that that's and that's what um, are makes they making this... a case that, that you should be able to discriminate for political reasons, but not for religious reasons? Is that what they're going to or racial reasons? Yeah, yeah, that's what gets How interesting. How can they possibly make so, this argument? Yeah, and that that's why that's why I can see both sides of interpreting like this Dick's case and the rest of this stuff. So. To be clear, I'm sure most people who listen to this show or listen to me frequently know, uh, but if but if you're new here or you haven't heard me talk on this stuff before, I support on principle, not not in terms of what they've chosen to do, but on principle, I support a business's right to do business with whoever they want to or not on whatever basis they want to or not. Yeah. I think transactions should be voluntary. They should be mutually consensual. Yep. You shouldn't have to coerce people. You don't have a right to someone else's services or property. So you, the government should not be coercing people to provide services or property. So I support them on principle. I support Dick's on principle, Walmart on principle, weird New Hampshire computer guy on principle, crappy Oakland coffee shop on principle. That doesn't mean I support their business decision. And I think the market will sort it out. Like these places seem stupid. And you I, as a consumer, so, but in a place like Oakland, that's going to draw more people. Maybe to, to, it was the coffee shop in Oakland, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a city where they're they're keeping illegal immigrants safe from federal law. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's crazy there. They see this and they're like, oh, we need to make sure that there are patrons always at this coffee shop. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But even if that were the case, I still support their right to do that. I don't I don't think the government should be coming in and saying, yeah, that coffee property and the services you render, you're going to be forced to give that to somebody else. Yeah. Um, for for whatever price. I, I just I don't think that's the way we ought to operate. And I think the market will take care of bad actors. Maybe Fine, but if this is but... going to happen on the other side, then I'm going to encourage people to openly discriminate in their own businesses. See, but that's where it gets interesting is. Do I support Dick's decision, Walmart's decision? I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid to say that an adult can't come into your store and buy a gun that you sell to everybody else on terms that the state has already said right. are legal. So if on principle, when, I, when I'm trying to be that principled libertarian or whatever, I don't want that lawsuit to succeed because I don't want businesses compelled or coerced to serve people or, or, or um, sell their products under coerced terms. But if it were to succeed, and based on the way Oregon courts have upheld the decision against the cake baker, I don't see how it wouldn't because it's the exact same fact pattern. It's just age instead of sexual orientation, both of which are covered by the statute. So I, I don't see how that would make any difference. Um, You're but if, operating in the assumption they're going to apply the law equally to these two I, I know, I know. But let's say it were to succeed, maybe that's a nudge to push these people to think about this issue in, the, in terms you're describing. Well, hey... I don't like how the principles that I've established can be used against me. I don't like the precedent being used against me and my yeah, friends. You're asking people to look a step further. This is somebody that's willing to discriminate because somebody has a bad aura. 
Like, <laughs> they're not reasonable. We can't reason with these people. Yeah. Fine. You guys well, want to separate? You, you Leftists and, and people on the right can't coexist. We can't use the same businesses or facilities. Fine. If, is it, this is what you want. Fine. They've been asking for civil war and disarmament simultaneously. So good luck, guys. Okay. Uh, but yeah, what what would be your preference in terms of how that case comes out? Like, which outcome would you prefer? I mean, I don't know. I think people should be able to discriminate in whatever way they see fit for any reason or no reason at all if they own a business. I, I'm with you there. Um, but either way, it's going to be interesting. And a president yeah. has been set, so. Yeah. Uh, if it ended, like, I mean, if it went through it, but here's the other side of it. If it went through and it, if it was successful... And then everybody in Oregon hated that so much. Maybe it prompts them to say, hey, maybe this law was crappy and a dumb idea. Maybe we should amend it or, or get rid of it. Maybe yeah. that's the better outcome. I don't know. Yeah. Or, but the worst possible outcome is the outcome that you alluded to, which is, yeah, I know we set this precedent with the Baker guys, but like really we're trying to protect like the gay people because you know, that fits our ideological yeah. agenda. And what do you but think don't the most likely about... outcome is? I know. Well, I, I, will, I will rage if... It, if if this uh, case gets decided differently than that cake you know baking case, to. oh god, that's going to be that's going to be a travesty. Um, you can't point you, out their hypocrisy; they don't care. Yeah, that that's the worst possible outcome. Like I can find good in either the outcome of um, decision against Dixon Walmart and people reconsidering the law, and I can find good in decision. Um, in that decision too, because that would that would uphold those principles that I'm seeking to uphold. But but if if the decision is made against the kid seeking to get the gun, and they have reasons that are completely contradictory yeah. to the cake case, then everyone prepare for widespread racial discrimination in businesses, which is the <laughs> obvious outcome of this. Well, they that's but they can't see that too. You're describing what they can't see. Yeah, they can't they can't see the case that they're making is that. I don't. Which, I, I just find it hard to believe that, that they can't. I, I mean, that's. It's so obvious that these things should be treated. You know, basically. Yeah. The same. Well, I've had that argument with people, and they come back and say, "No, no, 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 no. Your decision to like be a Republican or be a Nazi, be an alt right guy, that's a decision." What about your decision to be a Muslim? Right. Exactly. I, I fail to see how ideological worldview politically is any different than religious worldview. They would never be able to make that case. I, I I can I can get with them that there is a distinction between like beliefs which are more of a choice than like your your race which is innate, but yeah okay fine whatever but <laughs> but yeah they 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 don't they don't they generally want to protect religion in the way that you're describing which I mean to me, does it should it matter somebody's personal characteristics if they're a patron of your store and it's unrelated if you want to make money it doesn't and that's the beauty of the system is. I don't care who you are. Would like, you like to yeah. exchange Does money for my care? good or service? Yeah. Is anybody thinking about the moral character of somebody that makes their fucking sandwiches? No, no one gives a shit. No one cares. Yeah. But, and that's, that's the beauty is if this guy's turning down um, demand for computer repair, that necessarily creates a new opportunity for someone else to swoop in and scoop up that market. And that's, yeah. that's the beauty of the system. We don't and need maybe the it'll be somebody with a superior business that's like, that's racist or something. They don't, they don't realize what could happen here. Imagine, imagine a scenario in which we just have, you know, 10 different computer repair shops, all of which are for a very specific demographic and nobody else. <laughs> you need to go to white guy computer repair over on 10. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
And then if you're one of those weird, like rare white Muslims, then you're really screwed. <laughs> one of the ginger ones. Yeah. Ginger, then you're ginger really Muslim in trouble. You don't know where to go. Because <laughs> you're not, there's not, that's not a big enough demographic for them to get their own special shop. <laughs> oh, right, poor guys. Right. But yeah, I look forward to I look forward to um to seeing how this all plays out. Uh, you know, I, as a general rule, I want freedom for everybody, even the freedom to make stupid decisions. So I support the freedom of the of the baker not to associate or, or support a gay wedding if they choose not to. I support Walmart and Dicks to say sorry, you're too irresponsible to own a rifle in our judgment, even if I think that they're wrong in making that judgment. But freedom for everybody is uh, is a great thing to have. I hope that's the outcome. Yeah, although the dicks, I know you were trying to wrap this up, but the dicks thing is is a little bit different because uh, it's you know it's it's constitutionally protected. Ah, well, yeah, but but I mean, I don't have yes a and no, yes and no, but the coffee things like that. I the mean, Second Amendment doesn't require dicks to sell you a gun; it just means the government is not going that's to. That's true, but it d- but there that. is a case to be made that it, it may interfere with that. In the same, it, it's it's akin to say it's akin to like. Free speech as a cultural value, as it's uh, articulated in the First Amendment, like Twitter, let's put it this way, Twitter banning your account is not a First Amendment violation, but it's a violation of the spirit, the cultural value. Yeah, that's important. important. Yeah, it is important, but but I I just... But I'm just saying it's not perfectly comparable to uh, these other businesses. I think that we might be dealing with a bit of a, of a different animal. Yeah, but it's, it's also not a constitutional matter, strictly speaking. Okay, I'll give you but, that. But the value, I mean, as I've said many times, if you start eroding the value of free speech culturally, it's only a matter of time until the legal value is a casualty yes. as well. So I can, I can grant that that reasoning would also apply here. Like if we had a scenario in which every business in the country was just too dang virtuous to sell any guns to anyone, all of a sudden the second mm-hmm. amendment does mean less. I, I, I get that point. Yep. Except for in this case, we already have like millions of and millions of guns. So if you think you're doing anything dicks in Walmart, you're not, I guarantee you, yeah. you're not more but, guns than people in this country. Just most, most people I know who are really into firearms, they don't really go to box stores like that anyway. Mm hmm. I don't know a lot of people shopping for guns at those places. And I rarely see, uh, from my friends that own guns, uh, it's almost never an impulse purchase. I mean, yeah. they're, they're always yeah. planned, thoroughly researched. So, and in a lot of states, it, it, it can't it can be, be an impulse right. purchase. You got to go through the waiting period. You got to yeah. do X, Y, and Z. Um, so, yeah. so yeah. All right. Um, you want to talk jailings or should we take another break? Uh, let's talk the jailings. Okay. Talk about the jailings. And uh, mo- more people, I'm sure, are probably interested in the um, Brittany Pettibone and um, and um, yeah. Martin uh, Selner. Am I saying his name right? Yeah. Selner. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do Shkreli first, not because I think it's more important, because it's really quick. Uh, so everybody remembers Mr. Uh, Mr. Pharma Bro. Where's our Shkreli here? Mr. Pharma Bro, Martin Shkreli, just that delightful little troll man who apparently, uh, at least in the court's judgment, has got a little too financially trolly because uh, he is going to go to jail for seven years, assuming his appeal is not successful. So Martin Shkreli was, was, he was found guilty of defrauding of investors from two hedge funds he previously ran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheating his investors out of more than $11 million between 2009 and 2014. Prosecutors characterized his money management, his hedge fund management, 
as a Ponzi scheme, and they were seeking the maximum penalty of 15 years. Shkreli's defense argued that his crimes were victimless and that none of um, his investors actually lost money. Some yeah, I mean, I did want to point out to be a hedge fund investor, you already have to be a very high net worth individual. So this isn't like Bernie Madoff where people lost money and their last penny was taken and then they were destitute. These are people that literally didn't lose any money. Seven years in prison for a financial crime where, you know, it wasn't a victimless crime. Martin Shkreli, he, he's a he's a real arrogant asshole. Yeah. But it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around this sentence. Um, he just got convicted of, in, of, it wasn't even insider trading, it was security fraud. And this is his first offense. I don't think that he um, had any charges on the pharmaceutical front, did he? Uh, no, although he does have to surrender his stake in the company. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course. But seven years in prison time is just absolutely disproportionate so, for a crime like this. Uh, and that's why I was a little bit unclear on some of the financial terms here. It's not like... Um, it's not like in the case of uh, uh, like the Bernie Madoff case, like you referenced, where people put a ton of money into this and their lives were ruined. Right. So right. It, but the crime is that like like profits to which they were entitled were not delivered to yes. them, basically. Yes. Like you should have earned X, but yes. instead you he got took some profits off the top that that I don't think he was supposed to. Gotcha. Um, so it's not as though eleven million dollars over the course yeah. of five, I think five or six years. Anyway. So the crime here is like if I gave Martin Shkreli a hundred dollars, which obviously would be a lot more than that in the real world. But let's say I give him a hundred bucks, and Shkreli does his hedge fund, you know, moving things around. Right, and then you making... made a thousand dollars off of it, and you only gave him back like half of that. Right. It's yeah. not as though I gave him a hundred, and then the hundred got wiped out, and he had nothing for me. Yes. Yeah. Or he gave me back. As 50. far as my understanding of that, that that's, yeah. I just read a, a few brief articles about this, but that yeah. seems to be my understanding. Um, he, but that, Bernie and, and, Madoff and, took people's life savings yeah. and, and just straight up invested them in, in a Ponzi yeah. scheme. And, and I, also I, I wanted to point out that the nature of a hedge fund is, is often akin to a Ponzi scheme. So I'm not really sure why they differentiated this. It just seems like they, they saw that how arrogant he was and they were looking at the pharmaceutical thing, how much the general public hates him. Like they hate his face. Yeah. And they just threw the book at him. And, I, and I'm not just so the audience understands. I'm not trying to defend what he did necessarily. I'm just trying to understand this in as accurate terms as possible. It doesn't mean just because he didn't have people lose money doesn't mean it's not criminal, as I understand it. Was, it. It's, it's definitely it's, criminal. It's fraudulent. Yeah. He committed yeah. crimes. Yeah. So so it's just it's for accuracy's like sake, not for prison. defense sake. That is like sake. what you get for rape. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the sentences are. I'll take your word for it. I mean, the, some people get more, some people get less. It's, it's unpredictable, but I think that is a, a really disproportionate punishment for the crime. Seven, huh. I mean, seven years. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me like, um, well, so there, there are, it's in, in addition to his jail time, there are other financial penalties, which I think to me sound appropriate. Uh, he lost that so he has to, album. Yeah, that's weird. So he has to forfeit <laughs> $7.4 million to the federal government. I'm not sure exactly how that's calculated, but I assume that's um, that's illegitimate profit that he earned through fraudulent activity of some kind. So why does he have to give that to the feds, though, and not to the quote-unquote victims? I don't know. Okay. Um, he must give up a $5 million stock account that was used as collateral for his now-revoked release bond. He, as you said, he must also give up his famous Wu-Tang album. Why, why does he have to give that up? I don't understand that. Probably worth a lot, a lot of money or something. I don't know. Oh, is that why? Like he owes X amount so he can just they, Yeah, they took some... his most expensive assets too. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So that's why. A Lil Wayne album. Apparently he has a very expensive Lil Wayne album. There was Lil an Wayne expensive album. painting too. Uh, Picasso. Yeah, a Picasso. Yeah. 
and he has to give up his stake in the company Viera Pharmaceuticals, which right. is that the, I, I, I didn't double check that, but I, is that the company under which he jacked up the price of the AIDS drug? I don't know. Uh, you know, that's why the people come the to time. us for, um, for half informed news and commentary. <laughs> uh, said Martin Shkreli, uh, interestingly, he's not, he's not playing the victim thing here. He's not doing the victim thing. He said, uh, the one person to blame, uh, for me being here today is me, not the government. There is no conspiracy to take down Martin Shkreli. I took down Martin Shkreli. This is my fault. I am no victim here. Uh, and he plans to appeal the conviction as I mentioned. Yeah, that's not going to work, but I do. I feel bad for him. And like, he's another one that I, I just find likable against my better judgment. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe because I don't know. Everybody hates him so much that I want to find out what else is there. Yeah, there is something to that. And I, um, like how I hate River Gibbs. Love River. River Gibbs. <laughs> love you, River. Would love to have you back if I could talk to you without you harassing me on Twitter. <laughs> so, sorry for the mute. Um, I my fondest Shkreli memory. Assuming this is this is not the end of the line, he'll be back. But when he remember he went to uh, one of the big protested Milo events last year was in Davis. That's right. I forgot and Martin Shkreli was there, and they shut it down. It never actually happened. But Martin yeah. Shkreli was outside talking to the news reporters, going, Trolling. "People, yeah, people misunderstand. I was actually going to give Milo a thorough rebuttal, uh, pro feminist stance on how women are very oppressed in Western society, and he he did it convincingly. He stayed yeah. in character, and he was very calm." And um, they bought you know, it, right? It, sorry, what? Did they buy it? I can't. Well, remember. I don't. I don't. They played it on the news. I don't know if anyone actually bought it, but it was really funny. Uh, um, so so yeah, uh, it, it looks like we basically have a case of a guy whose business was in part very aggressive investing, and he just got a little too. Uh, he got a little too cocky. He got a little too aggressive, and he yeah. he did he. he to some extent, defrauded the people who were counting on him to uh, turn their money into more money. And yeah. you can't do that, but, you know, there, there, is, there is value in the villain, too. And I'm sure we'll see him back. Yeah, uh, I still feel bad. I mean, just seven years of your life. He probably will get out earlier than that, though. His behavior will probably be very good. <sighs> very good behavior, Martin Shkreli. We'll see him sometime yeah. soon. We yeah. should talk about Brittany, though. Yeah, I, I know that's what uh, what's on everyone's mind. So I'm I'm kind of half informed on this, and I know you follow the facts of what happened. So catch um, me up here. Yeah, so Brittany and Martin, he's a head of Generation Identity. They were trying to get into the UK to do a speech. Previous speeches that they were going to do had been canceled, and so they had rescheduled last minute. They were refused entry into the UK. Uh, just just stopped, detained for three days. They were held in separate holding cells. Um, and they said that the reasons were because of political dissonance, because Martin might, his speech might cause like a hate and violence because Antifa was all riled up about it. But they were holding Brittany for a different reason. They said that she was being held because she was going to do an interview with um, another political dissident, Tommy Robinson. Uh, three days. I mean, they just got out this afternoon. They had a huge audience of people waiting for them. Tommy Robinson was there. They're going to do the interview anyway. Um, but I just, I just can't even... I can't even believe this, especially the day that this news breaks, that there was this horrible child sex ring akin to Rotterdam. And and they're like, oh, no, this 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 white couple that they're just speaking about the troubles that we have in this country. They, they can't come in They're They're dangerous. They're dangerous. <laughs> it just makes me think, like, why are we even why? Sometimes I feel like, why are we fighting for these places? Yeah. So if I understand this correctly, the actual rape gang 
is being gently, if not, not at all policed. And they murdered people too. They murdered. And they, okay. Murder yeah. and rape gang. Yeah. Protected Meanwhile, for 40 years. But Brittany and Martin, they're the, they're the real, the people threat. whose intent is maybe just to talk about it, which by the way, right. that's not even clear. It looks like, I think Martin said my speech was going to be about free about speech, free speech. basically. Yeah. And I'm sure if Brittany, if, and, or when she does interview Tommy Robinson, that seems like exactly something Tommy Robinson would talk about. Yeah. But what, what sort of society are we in? If you, <laughs> if you can't talk about your society being literally well, this raped. Is the only way that multiculturalism works is if the people are told that they're gaslit. And then the people are told uh, that, they don't understand what's going on. Everything's suppressed. They aren't really seeing what they're seeing around them. And then the people that want to bring to light the things that are actually happening, their voices just have to be wiped out. They can't say what they need to say. I mean, it's the only way it works. We can see what's happening around us and, and things are falling apart. Yeah. I don't know to play devil's advocate here. I don't know any, not that this is justified. I, I'm not in favor of detaining people for political reasons, but I don't know anything about Martin Sellner. Is this a person who's ever like advocated violence no, or no, he's is like, this the, the typical? He is, um, he's like Brittany. He's well-spoken professional. I've never heard him say, you know, really anything derogatory or really racist nothing like that. Um, mostly about free speech is about islamification of european countries he's an identitarian this this is just this outrages me i i, I can't believe it i mean yeah three-day detention that is she must have been really scared they must have both been really scared yeah uh and i, I listened to sticks talk about this this morning too um and that's that's a good video if people want to go check that out on sticks's channel but sticks was going on and on i think uh rightly so about listen this should be a major story i predict you're it not is a major hear story now that it they're is. so stupid. I saw Ann Coulter tweeted about this earlier today. It's like yeah. they, they were pretty famous before, but this is going to rocket them and give them martyr status. Yeah. Stupid UK, of course. The Streisand effect. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we're going to see, like when I turn on the news tomorrow morning, I bet you I'm not going to hear any mention of this, but the idea of an American you know, quasi-journalist, whatever it is that they are, they're, they're media figures of some type, public figures of some type. Um, the idea that an American would go to the UK on legal terms and be detained for political reasons. Yeah. That is, that's a major story in terms of international relations and it should be treated as such. Sticks was making the point. Imagine a scenario where let's say a, a American feminist went to some Islamic country and wanted to talk to, let's say an American feminist wanted to talk to that girl who was shot by the Taliban that we saw earlier and she went to you know some somewhere somewhere to talk to her some foreign country and that foreign country uh detained her and said oh well we think we think feminism and women's equality is a radical idea we're going to detain you for 3 days before People kicking would you out of here shit a brick they rightfully would freak so out. yeah and and outrageous. and your reaction to that story should not be dictated by whether or not you agree with the politics. It should be dictated right. by the principle. And of, I know that they know. that they don't need to do this in the UK. They have a huge problem with people traveling back to the Middle East, getting trained and radicalized, then coming back to the UK. So yeah. so you can do that freely, but they're gonna they're gonna stop this this American journalist at the border. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, everybody's freaking out about it, which is great. Like, yeah, they I should be. And thousands and, and thousands of retweets on, on this. It's that's and, and think of, to think about it another way. Imagine the roles reversed. Imagine um, Tommy Robinson coming to the U.S. And, and us saying, look, we know that you were coming here on legal terms, but 
we think you we we don't like your politics, Tommy. We're going to put you in an airport detention center for a few days. I'd be pissed off because I don't want that to be the country. I don't want that to be my country. I know, I know. And if I you listen, have a defeatist attitude about this. You know, I'm 90% English. I don't want to see this happen to these countries. I, I don't want this to happen. And I know yeah. Brittany doesn't. I saw a tweet that she uh, wrote earlier saying like, I don't want to hear anybody saying these countries are lost because we're, we're fighting over here where we're trying to. I know. So I don't yeah, want to present I, that attitude that these countries are lost. But like when I see stuff like this happen, I'm like, what can we even, it makes me feel yeah. so hopeless. It what makes me want to go to the gun shop and it makes me want to close the borders. That's For what real. it makes me want to It do. really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, it, I, I don't follow the state of Europe very closely, but this is the kind of stuff Europe's supposed to be our friend on all these liberal values. Europe is supposed to be our friend on all these enlightenment values. And when I see them diminished, it does make me very disheartened. And unfortunately it gives me that knee jerk reaction of thinking, well, they, they have lost it. They don't understand it anymore. Time to be isolationist about this because we're the last hope for these sorts of values. I hope. And to continue uh, stockpiling weapons. It, it, (laughs) I hope that there's a lot of public pushback on it and it looks like there will be, and it's going to be all organic. It's not going to be pushed by the CNNs and the NBCs of the world because to them, this is a non-story because they think the politics are messy. It's another example of, well, there are no principles. There's no morally right or wrong on principle. There's just the question of, are you doing it to a Nazi or not? Yeah. That's what we're dealing with here. Oh, this is fine. This is fine. Because Pettibone and Selner are yeah, Nazis. No matter the terminology, so, it, Nazi just that just means anybody, you know, to yeah, the right. It, it gives someone the label of Nazi, and all of a sudden, the concept of right and wrong gets tossed out the window. We saw it with the Spencer Punch, and this is another iteration of it. Yeah, jailing political dissidents, that's fine, as long as they're Nazis. As long as they're Nazis. Brittany and Martin, I can see how they would be really dangerous to the left because they're a really approachable good-looking white couple and people uh, and people on the left are like holy shit like this is they're too relatable we, we got to stop them i was searching but uh, of all the myth of all the poorly timed sounders of all time that's for <laughs> a, a, a good-looking approachable white couple my god how are we supposed to fight that yeah i mean they want to paint everybody as a nazi but then you, you see this like beautiful soft-spoken confident smart and woman and they're like shit yeah shit anyway uh oh i do i we have the video clip too they're they're out they're yeah. they're not in they're yeah, not in detention really anymore. heartwarming this is when so arrival. Mm-hmm. yeah so this is um tommy tommy robinson meeting them at the airport this is in austria it's in vienna it, yeah okay yeah uh here's uh here's how that meeting went hey how you doing hey. welcome home welcome home Brittany. Hello. welcome home mine how are you Fine, thank you. You've got quite a reception waiting for you. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay, That's we didn't amazing. accept back that. Wow. Amazing. Right, how are you feeling? I'm just thankful for all the people who supported us, everybody who tweeted, people who made demonstrations in front of embassies, and especially the brave guys who went to speech corners today. They're the backbone of our resistance. Can, can you briefly tell us what happened? Yeah, so it was separate for us. So he was denied entry for a different reason. I was denied entry because I said I was going to interview you. And so I have the immigration statement. I'll show it to you. And it says you're denied entry because you want to interview far-right activist, far-right extremist, Tommy Robinson, who incites racial hatred. And so Martin actually mentioned, he was like, 
why don't you let her through and she can do her interviews and I won't go and, and then the event won't take place so it'll be fine. They're like, her situation's worse because she's going to interview Tommy. Yeah. It's about, it was, yeah, we wanted to give a speech about freedom of speech there but they wouldn't even let us go to a speaker's corner and I think sometimes a speech you don't give speaks more. This is beautiful, a beautiful reception. Welcome home. Welcome home. The speech you don't give speaks more. Are you tearing up? Shut up. Oh my God. No, this is really sad. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is a landmark moment. I, I don't want to see these countries go in this direction, yet here we are. I mean, yeah. here we are. And We've I can't arrived. Have, yeah. I mean, this isn't like something that's going to happen in the future. They're discriminating on people's entry into their country based on their political opinions. That's happening now. That happened today. Yep. And maybe you don't like Brittany and maybe you don't like Martin. But think about what happens when people like them come into power and apply those same principles. No, sorry. If you have left-wing progressive views, you're going to be detained. Yep. You're not going to be allowed to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I, if if, that's, mean, the, if that's the future you want, if, that, if you support this sort of thing, yeah. Is it safe for us to be traveling around Europe now? Well, th- yeah, that's the thing too. I mean, I know, I know that I'm, I know that my views are probably not perfectly aligned with either of them. I don't know. I've not spoken with them, so I don't really know. But... <laughs> If I didn't have worry about going to Europe for the reasons we can all observe in terms of crime and terrorist attacks that have been associated with the migrant influx, now I have to worry about going there and thinking, well, what if the thought police catch me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the reason this made me emotional is because there were people waiting for them singing, like holding a banner. Yeah, and you can see that in the full video on Tommy's Twitter account. Yeah, Um, yeah, they were singing some like free speech song. They were singing a traditional song about free speech, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad so, to see that they have support out there. That Yeah, yeah, good for them. And, uh, you know, so if anyone's listening to this show who's on the other side of it, on the good ban them side, which I doubt because that's not really our audience, but again, just like the Dix case, this is a case where you have to think, if we establish this precedent, What's gonna happen? would I like it if it was used against me? Because yeah. it's going to be, and I'm not, I don't want to live in that world. All right. Uh, I got two more topics. We should probably take a break before we uh, um, hop into those. We got um, the deportation video. That'll cheer you right up. The deportation. That will video. really cheer me right up. And then uh, the hoax hate master. And then we'll get into the Freedom Tunes interview. Okay. Uh, Rob Tavares said, check out the vid of Nick uh, Freitas, Virginia House delegate destroying Democrats logic on gun violence and gun control. He's a vet running for Congress this year. Huh. Next Trey Gowdy, worth checking out. Thanks for pointing it out. Yeah, send uh, send me a link. Um, F R E I T A S. Send me a link to my email, and, uh, and then I'll be that. able to check it out there. That's not right. Said Matt and I once made love at Dicks. We tickled each other with our AR-15s. If you know what I mean. All right. You can. Well, no, you can't. Out. No, no, that's not. That's not right. You can't get AR-15s at Dicks anymore. <laughs> but I guess it was in the past. It was. It was a relic. It was a. Uh, it was. It was. Um, yeah. uh, a time in the past where you could that, that he must be reminiscing about that. Gross, yeah. you guys. Uh, the expert says, "I'm from New Hampshire, and we are Trump people, but some are just ditzy libtards." Sorry, guys. Six oh four for life. Six oh four for life. Well, that 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 guy could live anyway. I don't take that. I don't take him as a representation of New Hampshire necessarily. That that kook. I mean, he could live in any state. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. Ramsey is the great. So since I got fake news last time, I'll continue the trend by saying that Matt's need a, needs a shave for being a scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> also no. blonde. You're not the only conservative in Seattle. Really? 
feels like it. No, by the way, like um, the way people rage about how you change your appearance or whatever, uh, trust me, the one time that I took the beard trimmer, Oof. remember when I like accidentally cut it really down? People were really pissed. The, the entire live chat, every other uh, message was, uh, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> well, up. yeah, like even the, I, and I hated it myself, even the video, the video or videos I taped that week, I was like, God damn it, this makes me look, <laughs> this makes me look undignified. I hated it, but it was totally accidental. So now I double check the, the, the trimmer every time, make sure it's on the right setting so I don't have, Trust me, you don't want clean shaven me. No, you want the scruff. You want the scruff. Uh, Fitzberg said, Matt and I once made love in that Oakland coffee shop. The only cops allowed were the feels I got from Matt. Oh, my God. All right, all right. So homoerotic. Uh, Patrick said, can a business not sell to black people, Matt? Yeah, I, that, I, I've talked about this previously. That is the unfortunate um, outcome. I believe any... I don't believe you should be coerced to sell or provide a service to anybody because I don't think anybody has a right to your property or right. your services. Everything should be a mutually agreed upon transaction. You would like my good or service, and I say, I will sell it to you for this price. And if you don't agree on the price, perhaps you can negotiate, but there shouldn't be a third party authority coming in and saying, you will sell this service or this price or this uh, product at this price. Now, the unfortunate outcome that can happen, yes, is a business could say, sorry, guys, no black people. But the other side of that is, would that business succeed, especially in today's environment? W would that, I don't think that would be successful. I think that business would be ripped to shreds on every review platform across the country. And may, maybe, and then the counter, the other side is, well, what if it's in Podunk, Oklahoma or something where there's only white supremacists who live there? That's possible. But you got to remember, every time that there's a denial of service in the face of demand, that necessarily creates opportunity for someone else to take advantage of it. So every black person that would be denied service at this hypothetical restaurant, for example, that is money that is not being seized by that business owner that's money that's available to someone else yeah. to compete against him with and if he's not taking all the dollars that are available to him that business is not going to right. compete the real danger here is that we get in a position where we can be discriminated against yet cannot discriminate and uh we could yeah. get into that situation from from a legislative perspective yeah. if we aren't careful about how to deal with these and the and the precedent yeah and to be abundantly clear, do I want to eat at restaurants or shop at places that say no black people? No, I don't. And in fact, if there was a sign in the window that said no blacks, I'd say, mm, probably not probably not for me. And I'd move along with my dollar. And I think a lot of people would uh, as well. Yeah. And at the, the opposite end of that, I see businesses in Seattle all the time. It's like, refugees welcome. Like we love people of all races and religions. And I'm always like, I'm not going to go to this Thai place that sure. cares about LGBTQ rights because why? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it goes both ways. Um, AZ Archer said, Matt and I, you guys are fat. Is that all this is that all the chat has become now? Yeah. Matt and I yeah. once made love in the back of a bakery. He really knows how to spread the frosting. If you know what I mean, you guys, this is too much. It's just too gross. It's too homoerotic. No, God, please. No, no, no. Okay. That's enough. Alex no, Martin from no! New Hampshire. And dairy is a heroin infested faggoty shithole. Computer shop guy fits right in. Oh uh, yeah, I don't I don't know anything about the city. He did look kind of AIDSy, like <laughs> he looked AIDS very sickly. Can yeah. someone get a red hip. blood cell count on that man <laughs> ASAP? <laughs> Friend of the show, Stan 
said six months from now, Oakland Coffee Shop complains police slow to assist with multiple robberies. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> claims yeah. racist motivation. New Hampshire phone repairman goes out of business, blames Nazi agenda. <laughs> New Hampshire. Of course. Yeah, totally predicting the future. Those are good headlines. Yeah. Write it down so you can look very smart. Uh, Josh Hahn of Josh and Jess said two significant differences between the cake baker and Dick's. One is a constitutional right. The cake is compelled speech. One is the blocking of a right. The other is forcing someone to violate their own. Interesting. See, I don't like this, the compelled speech argument um, because that's the same argument they made before the, the court. I've got a video on that, so you can check it out. The, my problem with that is that if you accept the cake is compelled speech, and this is the problem they ran into it, during the court's uh, oral argumentation, what isn't? Like what? Right. If the, if the cake is speech, then what service or product isn't speech that you create? Because... So you run into the same problem of, well, yeah, if, if all products, but it's actual speech that you're directing, you're, di you're directing the language. I mean, maybe in that case, if it, if, if it actually had, if they had to write on the cake, like I endorse gay marriage and their <laughs> objection was only to the speech component. But I guess my problem with it is if you're saying that just the creation of the cake is speech, then everything is I speech see. basically. And we're back to the same problem of, well, do you have a right it, 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 I just assume they were supposed to write down. like Greg and Tommy on it or something. There's that, but I, I don't think that's quite honest because I don't think their objection is to the words. Their objection is to supplying a cake for a gay that's wedding true. to that's which true. they morally object. And I support them in full. And by the way, if you count it as speech, I, I'm against compelled speech too. I just think that the, the compelled speech argument that they're doing in the in the in the cake case at the Supreme Court is a way to try to make a cake somehow special when in fact a cake is just the same thing yeah, as everything right. else. Like why should a why should a hardware store like if there's a hardware store who says, sorry, I don't want to sell the lumber and hammers to build your venue for your gay right. wedding, is that speech or is that not speech? But I still think he should have the right to say, I don't want to associate with this. Right. I, so it's I'm not, not going speech, to. but because of the the cake precedent, that would be muddled in some way. So I, I see what you're saying. I think you're yeah. I think you're correct about this. Yeah. It's it's I think it's sort of a, a cop-out argument. I'm not saying that I disagree with its conclusion. I just think that it's not taking the argument head-on because it's because they're trying to avoid that uncomfortable conclusion of, well, if I accept this, then I have to say you should be able to discriminate for any reason. Mm -hmm. And because I believe that you are the sole owner of your services and property, that is the conclusion that you have to reach. Nobody has a right to your services and property. You own them. Mm -hmm. And you, can only, you should only give them to people if they're on consensual terms. Yep. I agree. I agree. Thank you. Uh, Bob Smith says that tech guy would fix my stuff because I'm a socialist with a strong sense of nationality. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Is that he's, he's very into his not uh, national socialism. Is he? Redica says if the lawsuit doesn't end like the cake baker, then there is an aristocratic class that is above the law unless it reaches the Supreme court and reverses the cake baker decision too. Yeah. I agree with you, Redicus. However, we do already have an elite class that operates above the law. Clearly, unless like, there are indictments, we'll see. We'll see. Oh yeah, I see. I see. The wheel of the justice. We don't have time for that. Yeah, right. Um, Pesos Largo says, <laughs> "Do Muslim sex dolls blow themselves up?" <laughs> is that sad trombone, or is that? No, that was a that was a rim shot. All right, fine. There it is. Um, Seth Miller, is it crazy that I don't need everyone to agree with me on gun rights, policy, moral outlook, et cetera? Just the basic belief that that just because we disagree on something that doesn't make us mortal enemies. Yeah. Here, here. 
Thank you, Seth. That's that's true. I feel like conservatives are way more open to being friends with leftists, but leftists will cut you out of their family. <laughs> it's exactly what happened to me, man. As my political evolution has changed, it's always been conservatives and liberals over the last couple of years that have disagreed with me, but have been able to shape my opinion because they've said, yeah, I don't think you're an evil person. I don't think you have moral failings. I think that you're, you have a bad perspective on some things. So let's talk about it. And they've been able to persuade me. I am really judgmental of leftists though. Like in my mind, they fall between two categories. One is, one is dumb and the other one is evil. (laughs) So you're just like a computer man. I mean, I got to say that, like, I, I understand their perspective because I cast I'm like, every time I hear something stupid come out of a leftist mouth, I'm like, well, you clearly don't know what you're talking about or you're a horrible person. Yeah, so but the I difference is you're smart enough that if you were in business, you'd say, well, I don't like you, computer man, but I do like your money and I'm here to provide a service. So yeah, give me your money. But I'd have a I'd have a hard time with some other with some Muslims and I, I'd have a hard time. OK, <laughs> I, I sympathize. With these you, people to some degree. you heard it here first. <laughs> Go to go to Blonde's Bakery but where there are absolutely no hijabs. I saw no like hijabs. a six-year-old girl in a hijab two blocks away from my apartment. That family walks into my my used computer supply store or whatever the fuck. I'd be like, hmm. You had urges to liberate her, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I really did. I yeah. did. It's not her fault, though, that her family's messed up. Well, when you show up in the real hate crime of the week segment, then I'll know that you're retired <laughs> from the show. You're in the wrong parts, family. Yeah. Get out of my store. Yeah. When you uh, cut her hijab off, make sure to <laughs> sign it like Zorro with your knife, but sign it whites for Trump. In the in those scissors with those scissors that I keep with me at all times. Right. In case I'll you need to pull her hood them. back and then, yeah. and then cut it off. Uh, the conservative mustache said, I own quite a few far- firearms. I've never considered purchasing them from a place like Dick's or friggin' Walmart. I usually yeah. go to smaller mom and pop gun. Yeah. That, I feel like most people are, are like that, right? Yeah. Have you bought any of your guns from from big places? Uh, no, actually, the firearms I own are family inheritance, and then uh, I'm in the process of, of shopping for the carry model right now, as we've discussed many times. But yeah, I I, I went to um, I went to a quasi box store the other day just to see what they had because I needed some other stuff. Um, but it's like a local chain; it's not quite on par with like Dick's or Walmart. But my intent is to go to the local shops around here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Redica said this sort of detention would have been an international incident in any other time. Wars were started for less. Yeah. Thank you for that. And last one for right now, I'll circle back for everybody else. Uh, Bell and Tony said discrimination based on race, religion, or national origin must survive strict scrutiny. Basically impossible. All other discrimination is a okay. So yes, the law will be unevenly applied law school grad. Yep. Um, yeah, well, so, so you're, is, is, I guess the distinction he's making is that age will be treated as, uh, will be treated differently, but isn't, but uh, sexual orientation isn't subject to strict scrutiny either, as I understand it. Race, religion, national origin. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to make this so, case effectively. It's, it's yeah. I guess what I'm saying is in this case, as the Oregon statute is written and as my novice understanding of what the Supreme court has said, which is very novice. <laughs> uh, I don't see the distinction between these two cases as Oregon law applies. That's what's going to be interesting. Um, all right, we're good thank for you. now. Let's circle back at the end of the show. Uh, yes. Okay. So we'll have to, we're running out of time as we always are, but, um, there's a viral, there's a viral video going around of what's supposed to be a sad illegal immigrant detainment. Oh, and it's so supposed sad, to be, though. it's supposed to be sad because it, what the video depicts is an illegal immigrant mother being detained in front of her kids by customs and border protection. That's what agents. they tell you about it. Yes. So I wanted to share a few of the, the headlines that I have um, observed 
with this story. Um, because it's not that this, the, the articles omit it. It is mentioned in the articles, but it's not in the headline. ICE agents arrest undocumented mom in front of children in San Diego. This is in National City outside of San Diego. Yeah, um, but what kind of person was she? Sure. Uh, like, what did she do for a living? Uh, here's another one. Mother arrests by CBP in front of daughter sp- uh, daughters sparks outrage. And laughter. But what was she arrested for? Uh, but here's one more. Here's one more. And laughter, of course, yeah. Video of woman being pulled away from her daughters in immigration arrest sparks anger. Again, <laughs> the, I would like to know what the arrest is all about before judging whether the anger is justified or not. Um, so the video that we're about to watch was posted by Judith Castro Gonzalez, who is a teaching aide working with the uh, the woman's child, the woman who's depicted here. She described the scene on social media on Facebook uh, as quote, brutalized injustice. Activists and social media users are spreading this video as supposedly um, sad or unjust. Take note, There's... illegals. This is going to happen to you. Oh, you heard it. Is that a threat? Why are they screaming like she's getting beat? I don't know. God, okay, they, they describe this as brutality. It's like, lady, you're basically resisting arrest and they're gently nudging you. I didn't see any brutality. She's like, oh, oh my God, oh my God. How long has she been in the country illegally? I don't know that, but I do have a news report here that explains some of the things she's been up to. Because, hey, it turns out, like, let's say that you're not convinced this is a just detainment on the basis of her being here illegally alone, which is a crime in and of itself, eligible for deportation in and of itself. She wasn't targeted by ICE strictly on the basis of her legal status. Turns out, as you mentioned, she's got a little, um, I would call it a side hustle, but it sounds like it's her main hustle of smuggling drugs and or people across the border. There it is. There it is. Let's have a listen. The video is emotional to watch, but Border Patrol agents say that this was not your average arrest. They say they have very good reason for targeting this mom. Activists say the video shows a mother torn from her two teen daughters, but Customs and Border Patrol agents say she was actually an organizer for a major smuggling operation. <laughs> Today, activists it. shared the now viral video claiming it showed heavy-handed enforcement. This woman who posted the video said she's a teacher's aide for the woman's daughter. In social media, she wrote, The brutalized injustice that's happening in this country is sad. This battle continues and we should not give up. But agents say the woman was a justified target. In a tweet today, they wrote, Perla Morales Luna was identified as an organizer for a transnational criminal smuggling organization operating in East County, San Diego. She was arrested as a result of a targeted operation on March 3, 2018 in National City for being in the country illegally. She is currently in Border Patrol custody awaiting transfer to ICE for removal proceedings. At this point, agents aren't saying just what this mom may have been smuggling, people or drugs. Hmm. Daughter's got to go too. Um, <laughs> hasn't she been through enough? It's been, it's been so tough for her to watch oh, that. Whatever. There I like was... how everybody's reaction <laughs> to this is just 
disproportionate to the amount of emotion exhibited by these two daughters. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, You're not freaking out, but look how hard they're crying. Like, I yeah. don't give a shit. I don't care. <laughs> there were some additional commenters in that news piece. You can go and watch them, but they're saying, as a, generally, I don't like to see parents arrested in front of their kids. I, I guess, but what if, like, what if Charlie Manson gets arrested in front of his kids? Certainly, there are. Like if you, yeah, if you're arrested for something inconsequential, she was arrested not only for being here illegally, but for trafficking people or drugs across the border. She's a. Let me ask you <laughs> she's this: She's a smuggle lord. We shouldn't be sad. For you if if she was just being deported for being here illegally. Uh, well, the the crime would be there's less crime, but would I consider that unjust? No, she committed a crime yeah. and came across the border, and she needs Even to go. Even if this was as it seems. I still would think this was hilarious and totally fine. <laughs> well, I uh, I think that your appreciation of it as hilarious is hilarious. I will admit that. But yeah, to, do I think that like that this would be unjust if it was just that she was here illegally? No, I don't. They didn't manhandle her. They didn't push her to the ground. No, they I don't see evidence. They gently now. removed her from a country she's been residing in illegally for like many, many, many yeah. years. And to the people who are all upset, like, how could you put the children in that position? Well, who really, who really put, put the, the children? children in that position? Who I'm not going to go set up a shop in Mexico, yeah. pop out a bunch of kids and then be like squatters rights. Yo, like I live here now that this is my land. Yeah. And we were talking about that on Skype too. As, as far as illegal immigration is concerned, uh, I don't know what her deal is, what her motivation is. If she came here specifically to be a smuggler or not, I understand why people want to come to this country illegally. I understand why they do. I get it that they're chasing opportunity. Maybe she wasn't in this case, but a lot of people are. Just because I can understand their perspective and their motivations doesn't mean that we then have a moral obligation to host them. Like you, you violated the right. laws, even if I have an understanding of why you did yeah. it. I also and, understand why people kill their spouses sometimes. That doesn't mean yeah. I agree with it or think it's okay. I understand where uh, Lorena Bobbitt was coming from. She's, <laughs> yeah, But that doesn't mean that it was cool. You know? Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. If, I, I, I don't see good arguments coming from the other side of this you other than what you said, which here, is though. what, what a legal immigrant comes here so that they not for the reason of taking advantage of our plentiful resources, which aren't really get, that plentiful. Did I, uh, I got the name right, but right. I just want to, Oh yeah, that's the lady. I just want to make sure Lorena <laughs> Bobbitt is who I thought she was. Yeah. Make she's sure the penis, yeah. Yeah. Make sure she was, yeah. I wasn't thinking of somebody else. Cool. Do you have anything more to say on that story? No, I mean, Other than I've, you I've look forward to the time. sequel. <laughs> I do. I, I look forward to, I think it's good for people, for the general public to see videos like this because people know what it's going to take and because it scares illegal immigrants and maybe they'll self-deport. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, if they see videos like this on YouTube, which is basically accessible to everybody, they're going to be like, wow, government's actually doing this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe I yeah. better hightail it back to Mexico. Yeah, maybe. Um, I hear we have hoax hate. Yeah, we do. Let's. Uh, I could just hem and haw about this all the whole time, but yeah, let's. Let's. It's that time. <sighs> I mean, you hate this so much. And now the <laughs> nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit! It's backwards. You think they'll notice? 
How many backward swastika did this man make? Yeah, we, they, we always notice, as you say. I like that tagline. I bet tagline. zero backward. I bet he totally <laughs> knows what a swastika looks like. I mean, it so, didn't screw it up once. I could not believe the numbers in this story when I read it. And I had several people send this to me. So thank you to people sending this to me this week. So federal on Wednesday, federal prosecutors charged a 19-year-old U.S.-Israeli dual citizen named Michael Ron David Kadar. Kadar? 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 We'll call him Michael. In connection to more than 100 threats he allegedly phoned into Jewish organizations in 2017, including the ADL... And the Israeli embassy in D.C., he called bomb threats and active shooter threats to Florida, D.C., as we mentioned, and Georgia. In all, he is alleged to be responsible for at least 160 anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. in 2017. That is 9% of the total for the year. His, his, uh, his, his threats that he called account for more than 20% of the reported rise in anti-Semitic hate in 2017. He was arrested last April in Israel, where he also faces charges. My question on that, that I'm unclear, does that mean he did all of this, the 160 in the first quarter of 2017? Because he wasn't wow. doing these from jail. Yeah, you're right. I guess that didn't occur to me, but you're right. Uh, where does it? Yeah, here, it's the last sentence in the story. He was arrested in April in Israel where he also faces charges, and the numbers are just for 2017. I don't believe that he did this of his own accord. Do you think that maybe he was like a, employed by the ADL? I, I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if some detail like that came out. Think of how many he was doing. 160 in uh, 90 days? He was doing basically two hoax threats a day, this guy? I mean, <laughs> it's so, yeah, I mean, but it's almost like we, he wants us to feel sorry for him or something. I know. I'm, I know. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's, a, it's mm -hmm. as if all of the, it's as if every rise in hate crime report we see is based on phony bunk numbers. Now yeah. I'm just surprised to see there was somebody so prolific because I understand um, we, we've created a culture that incentivizes hoax hate all the time. So I understand why you have like crazy mom in Oregon who spray paints swastika on her garage door, but funny, the, the guy's never caught, but she gets to go on the news to tell everyone how she taught her kids to love. <laughs> I understand that one was never solved. I looked, I checked recently. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I understand why the individual person does that and gets their 15 minutes of fame and gets to brag to their friends. And, you know, maybe they're maybe people even cut him a check in the process. This guy's basically career hoax hate. Yes, guy. yes, yes, he is. And he's and he's 19, too. This is a kid. A kid. Yeah. It's almost I mean, as if he was raised from being a child to believe that everybody should feel sorry for him for some reason. What are you what are you getting at? <laughs> Nothing. I didn't say anything. Stop it right now. <laughs> Um, hey, you want to talk about dual citizenship? Well, yeah, yeah, let's okay. talk about dual citizenship. Okay, um, but that's all I have. I just the the fact that this guy is like the Al Capone of hoax hate <laughs> uh, is is he, he's he's he belongs in the Hall of Fame. He deserves a trophy or something. He's a real champion yeah, of this sort of thing. Or an ass kicking. Yeah, well, he's gonna get. Is he gonna go? I wonder if he'll stay in jail in. Is he going to be in jail in Israel where he was arrested or is he going to no, be in jail here? He's not going to jail in Israel. Nothing's oh, going to happen to this guy. Are you joking me? Well, I guess that's true. They'd have to send him to the U.S., right? Yeah. And nobody's going to do anything about this. 
Huh, I guess I didn't think about that. Are they just going to keep him there and do nothing? He was arrested, but... Yeah. Uh. <laughs> now I'm getting some of that blonde rage. <laughs> I just All saw right. your eyes narrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, keep an eye on it. We'll see where that story goes. Yeah, yep. yes, we will. Uh, but that's all I got. And then uh, we got some super chat before we get to uh, Freedom Tunes. Mr. Seamus. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rain or Chen, the culture war in Europe might not be totally lost, but I'm pretty hopeless. Per history, the only cure for this level of leftism is more uh, of it so it can cannibalize itself. We are seeing them cannibalize themselves a, a lot, which I'm, I'm really happy about. Yeah. Although I thought that Hollywood was going to be in worse shape than it is. Although things aren't going very well. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> Colby Bohanahan said, Matt, please don't stop looking at me. Gross dog. Um, Matt, please explain how you can watch sports, still watch sports whose participants won't stand for the flag. NFL and MLB are dead to me. Well, I, I don't think it's fair to throw baseball under the bus. As I understand, there was one guy, that one idiot who pulled a gun on his food service delivery man. Remember we talked about him, yeah. that catcher for the A's. I'm not aware of anybody else who knelt, but maybe there were that I missed. Um, do I, I don't like how the NFL handled handled it at all, um, but I like football and it's it's been uh, it, it's been a source of conflict. It makes it harder to watch for sure. Um but, you know, I, I like football and I, I, I don't like the way the league has handled it. It's a, it's a decision. I understand why you might not want to support it. Um, the, the other side of that coin, too, would be how can you watch Hollywood movies? I mean, how do you watch Hollywood movies with all these anti-American, degenerate sexual abusers? The, the answer is because we like to turn off our brains and be entertained. And we all but have I that. I can't do that anymore. I feel like that's it's getting, getting red pilled every yeah. time there's some like mild anti-white subtle anti-white indoctrination in a film i'm like fuck this i'm done and that's like every film these days it's it's getting tougher and that's yeah. why i lament it so much with, with football it's like guys i don't want the poli the political grandstanding i just want to watch as Bond would say i want to watch some very athletic very toned bodies touch each other's butts for a while because that's what football is all and about go that's, watch brokeback mountain with his man that's friend. why we love it so much yeah so hopefully it doesn't get any worse i I don't, I don't know. I don't know that it can sustain it can sustain the the loss of audience any much more. Mm -hmm. I mean, Hollywood as well. They have to to start making patriotic fare for middle America or they're just going to collapse. Yeah. Like didn't this Clint Eastwood movie just do really well? And then know. that movie The Post was a a flop, a total flop. And then still they're all at the Oscars just circle jerking. Oh, I'm so great. No, you're so great. We're so tolerant. <laughs> We're so diverse. Yeah. Um, character holding said, Matt, where's the Dave Rubin sounder when Blonde says, I agree with that. I know you missed a lot of opportunities that I agreed with you. I disagree <laughs> with that. I nailed them all. Spoiler alert. We got a new sounder from Seamus. We do. We made yeah. him do it a few times. It didn't work out. Even that yeah. one didn't work quite as I wanted. Um, Maggie Ellis, I love you guys. If I could figure out a fucking discord, we might have a chance to talk. Just want to say hello um, and strongly recommend the amazing Canadian band called Big Wreck. Do yourself a solid and check it out. Well, thank sure. you for that, Maggie. We appreciate it. You, you might have heard us say before, but if you, if you could, Discord tends to work a lot better on desktop or laptop on a computer mm -hmm. as opposed to a mobile device. I don't know if you're using a mobile device, but if you are, ditch it for a computer and your luck might improve. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Redicus, Matt, socialists and leftists are utopian and anything that stands in the way of the goals must be purged. Yes, that is outlined in yeah. rules for radicals. Reasons why ostr ostracization is common. Also get a Walther, Walter? Walter? Uh, yeah, a, piss, uh, a handgun. Yeah, people yeah. were pretty mean when I mis mispronounced. what it, I don't even remember what it was. I think you time. called it Rugger? Oh, whoops. 
But, tr- but truth, uh, I'll admit ignorance here. I don't actually know. Is it Walter or Walther? I know there's an H in it, but I don't actually know the correct I pronunciation. Know. I, will I think say, it's Walther. I'm not Walther? super well-versed in guns, but I still am light years ahead of the stuff that I've heard on mainstream media outlets. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, they just call everything a machine gun. They're constantly misusing terminology. I don't know. It, it's it's just crazy to me. We'll put it um, in. We'll educate ourselves live on air here. Um, <laughs> here. Oh. Pronouncenames.com. We'll go to pronouncenames.com. Walter. Walter, they say on pronouncenames.com. All right, whatever. Um, okay. Uh, Fitzberg says, I would like to say that Matt and I once made love while being detained by ice. However, it was animalistic fornicating. He really crossed my border, if you know what I mean. <laughs> this is your fault that this got so gay. I don't even know how Okay, faggot, what's next? Uh, Tilo said, thoughts on Bumble, which is a dating app banning gun photos in an attempt oh, to make sure users aren't comfortable. I did not know that. I heard about that. I only saw the headline, though. My understanding is you can't have guns in your photo unless you are law enforcement or military. Which is crazy, though, because as I understand, I uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm told that if you are searching for men on like Tinder or Match.com, it's nothing but hunting and fishing photos. Uh, Yeah. A lot of, a lot of guys with dead dead deer and stuff there'd be rifles in that in that in those photos yeah, that's i on tinder and stuff i see women with um with guns all the time like shooting at a range or hunting or whatever it's not just guys you know oh bumble sounds like it sucks um thank you for that filbert 53 rogers call me an ass but i enjoy seeing the invaders expelled with extreme prejudice <laughs> <laughs> you and me both phil you're an ass you and me both you guys are both asses uh, John just Smith a pair says, of asses. I know. John Smith says, "Blonde, I'm just uh, getting set up in Idaho. Fuck Los Angeles. Are you jealous? Yes, I am. But I will be there in like two months. So, almost home stretch. Home stretch of living in Seattle. It's almost over." Hassan Chop said, "Another great show with great tropi- topics. Drive on. By the way, I love the hoax hate theme. Still cracks me up. We love it. Thank too. you. Appreciate it. Um, let me reload this. But I think that was the last one. Uh, we're good. Okay." Well, in the interest of time and um, end of show urination, we will uh, we'll get a move on here. At the 30-year-old bladders, you and I both. Yeah, as soon as I find the outro music. Anyway, uh, thank you uh, to our live chatters, super chatters, keeping us in touch with the facts uh, when we stray away from them. Appreciate you guys. Thanks to everybody else who tuned in live. Appreciate you as well. If you're listening later on YouTube or in an audio platform, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. There is more material, including my rant about Brandy with an I and some other interviews and the call-in show we do on Wednesday night. That's all on those audio platforms. So uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, they're all linked conveniently in the description for you. And you can email us, that's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it is not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. Stand by. Hey, Caesar. Hopefully Blonde doesn't kill you after the show. Stand by for Seamus from Freedom Tunes. Have a great night, everybody. Appreciate it.
And welcome back. We are pleased to be joined by our guest for the evening, uh, prolific YouTube animator Seamus, otherwise uh, known as, or doing work known as, Freedom Tunes. Uh, Seamus, thanks for joining us. What, what did you just tell me to introduce you as Big Daddy from Cincinnati? Yeah, uh, that's actually something I thought that my agent sent to you in an email. It was sort of <laughs> one of the unconditional terms for me appearing on this podcast. I'm known yeah. on the streets as Big Daddy from Cincinnati. And I uh, also, just so you guys can have some background information on me, because apparently you didn't see what my agent sent you, uh, <laughs> I believe that I uh, have inherited the living ghost of Biggie Smalls, and I believe he possessed my body not long after his life was tragically ended, and here I am. Well, I was going to say, we are uh, we here on this left? podcast are, we're not strangers to your work. That's what I was going to say. But now I feel like I am a stranger to your work because exactly. this, this is all brand new information I never would have known. Must have got lost in my intern's inbox, that intern of ours who does oh, all yeah. that work behind oh, the yeah. scenes, you know? You, totally. You, you should fire them. No, yeah. in all seriousness, to be completely honest, while I am actually known as Big Daddy from Cincinnati, that part is true. <laughs> okay. The, the Tupac part, or Biggie part, I apologize, is actually something I just heard on... The, the internet not long ago, I was scrolling through my Facebook news feed, and there was a video of some woman on a radio show discussing the fact that she believes she's been possessed by his ghost. And so I thought that would be a great way to start out any conversation. Ah, okay. Ghosts, I'll lead with that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So there is some context here. There's always some explanation, you know? Exactly. I, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be honest of me to not look let you know that I am not actually the reincarnated ghost of <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I know... I know most of our audience is familiar with you because as we were talking about before we started recording here, I play the I agree with that sounder probably like 10 times a show. Oh, wow. So so you're not a stranger uh, around here, but just in case anybody in our audience isn't familiar with your stuff, doesn't know who you are, doesn't know the type of work that you're producing, I got a couple clips just to play at the top here. So first... Uh, when Blonde and I first saw the 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 Every Ruben Report ever, I think we each probably watched it like ten times. I, seriously, I thought it was and just hilarious. You yeah. are too kind. And we went we went back and forth, and we were quoting it and having fun with it. And then um, I hadn't previously seen the Shapiro family Thanksgiving, and so people were telling me to check that out too. So I did. So it's just a couple clips from um, from Every Ruben Report ever and the Shapiro family Thanksgiving here. Today's non-regressive guest from the non-regressive left here to talk about the regressive PC leftist culture is noted non-regressive Sam the non-regressive man Harris. How does it feel to be non-regressive today, Sam? At the present moment, uh, the most crucial point uh, for us to focus on is... I agree with that. Uh, you didn't let me finish. Regressive. Okay, can somebody please pass the mashed potatoes, folks? Actually, these are my mashed potatoes, okay? I made them myself, and they're therefore the product of my own labor. And the idea, and the idea, and the idea that you feel it's acceptable to put a gun to my head and force me not only to give you the mashed potatoes, but to actually have me pass them to you as well is absolutely asinine, okay? Okay, well, that would be a solid argument if not for the fact that you're eating asparagus, which I made, okay? <laughs> and the idea that and you the would idea. have the... The okay, audacity. To, yeah. The audacity that you would try to do a Ben Shapiro impression when Seamus is on with you and he's the creator of Freedom Tunes and has the best known Ben Shapiro impression on this side of the Mississippi is absolutely asinine, okay? Well, well, here's the thing. We were talking about this on our show earlier. Um, I don't know if there's anybody, not that I'm discrediting your impressions. They're all yeah. fantastic. I think your Jordan Peterson is especially impressive. Top notch. But I don't know if there's anybody more 
impressionable. That's not is that the way I would put it, I guess. Anyone you can do an impression of more easily than Ben Shapiro. That it's man. Really, People do it I on our show Jordan. all the time and they always nail it. They always yeah. nail it. <laughs> See, I don't I don't disagree that Ben Shapiro is easier than most. However, I always saw Jordan Peterson as uh, being the easiest voice to do. I could be wrong. It's really just a Canadian Kermit. <laughs> ah, yeah. that, that makes sense. Yeah, that is, that is a good way to think about it. I forget what you said in the Rubin Report bit, though. It was something about, like, how are you going to save your father from the underworld? The underworld, you... yes. Yeah. I can't I remember like... exactly what you said, but it's not just the impressions. It's the writing, too. The yeah. writing is really spot on. And obviously, you're Thank using... You. You, you have an ability to capture not only people's vocal style, but the way they would phrase things, like the way right. Ben would phrase that, the idea, and yeah. and um, and the way that Jordan would, would phrase things as well. Uh, when uh, I saw you, the you Evelyn Rubin even... report ever, I was thinking, are, are some of these actual quotes that they have, has Jordan <laughs> actually said this? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, so every, everybody loves the cartoons, it's doing really well, and, and I'm happy to see that. Can you give me some insight into what this, this process is like? Because I'm entirely unfamiliar about how animation works, how you yeah. actually make stuff like this. Seems I've arduous. done I've done very it minimal is. stuff, but it's got to take forever. Like wh how how long is one of these projects? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's actually difficult for me to quantify because the different series of videos which I've produced, I have some which are impression-based. I have some which are one-off stories. I have some which are part of a series like Debates with Strawman or The Debunkers or The Social Contractor. Uh, and each different style of video that I do generally has a different amount of production quality and therefore a different turnaround time. So in terms of the videos that I do with the debunkers characters, for those who are familiar, I can usually actually knock one of those out in maybe about two or three days. Hmm. Uh, now, some of the videos that are a, a bit longer than that, or I shouldn't say longer because the debunker videos are actually pretty long, uh, but the ones which require more effort in original animation, can take anywhere between, I would say, two and three weeks. And so because Ooh. I release videos once per week, I have to balance it out and ensure that I'm producing enough of these really easy and quick to create videos. And by easy, I mean easy in animation terms or right. by the standards of the usual animation process. Uh, and so there needs to be this balance between videos with very high production quality, at least given my capabilities at this moment in terms of my finances uh, and time I'm allowed. Uh, and then also have to be very short, quick punch videos, and then they have to be these very quick to produce videos. So I guess the short answer is it's hard for me to actually quantify what the average amount of each video is but it has to work out to roughly less than a week because i've been keeping that schedule pretty tight so you're That's an amazing. army of one you have no help <laughs> no so at the end of every video you'll see some credits uh, my primary helpers would be my patrons there are many generous people roughly 500 right now donating uh, to the freedom tunes cause to ensure that i can continue to upload these videos once per week because without sufficient funding the kind of operation i'm running is impossible i don't yeah. know of any other channel on youtube political or non-political that's achieving this and i'm very proud to say that i'm able to do so but it's not something i'm able to pull off on my own because i don't think it's something anyone could pull off on their own i get uh, generous funding from patreon and i'm hoping that increases because even though i'm pulling in good money it's still a low-budget production for all intents and purposes. And I have a number of helpers who I will subcontract to do certain bits of the animation, which I just don't have time to complete myself. Hmm. So to, to call it a one-man band would be improper. In the past, it has been. 
And I've certainly worked as a one-man band on many projects. Uh, I almost prefer to work that way. But because of how quickly these need to get done, it's just yeah. not an option. But it sounds like you're not outsourcing any of the creative process, really. Exactly. Yeah. No. So there are certain parts of the creative process which I'll receive help on occasionally. For example, my friend Pat Oberly, who deserves a million shout-outs, has helped me write some scripts in the past. I write almost all the videos, but sometimes if I'm either low on energy or I, I can't think of something as funny as I would like to, he'll kind of help me punch up the jokes. But with that exception, all of the creative work is still done by me. Can you tell me a little bit more about the animation itself? Like, mm -hmm. is this, I have no idea how this works, like software wise, or you, you do this all digitally? Do you do it by hand or what is the, pro is it, do you actually go frame by frame or how do you mm -hmm. make the animation happen? So there are different ways one can create an animated product of the sort that I output. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm more of a libertarian conservative type. So my method is that uh, I draw about four or five pictures. I send them off to Korea and pay a sweatshop, you know, half a Bitcoin to get the video gotcha. completed for me. No, in all seriousness. Well, that, that's, not, that's not that cheap these days. Well, may, no, maybe I it know. is now after Bitcoin well, fell, but. It is now. Uh, yeah. Fun story about Bitcoin, actually, before I get into the process. Some years ago, when I first started uh, posting political cartoons on YouTube, people in the libertarian community donate money, just very tiny amounts. And in about 2014, I remember having about $14 in Bitcoin. And then I logged into my Bitcoin wallet, which I'd completely forgotten about a few months ago. And it was worth like $3,000. Nice. It's, it's insane how that explodes. But I, I don't think it's worth $3,000 anymore. Yeah. Um, now, I, I just thought that was a fun story because libertarians really were at the forefront of that. So should have sold while I could. But <laughs> in terms of the actual animation process, I use a software called Adobe Animate. Uh, it's the successor to Adobe Flash, which was once a very long time ago, Macromedia Flash. Some mm -hmm. might be familiar with it. It's very popular for web animation because of its ability to output and render cartoons very quickly. Uh, it's not the software that you're necessarily going to be using to get Disney quality products. You can actually, you can make some really impressive looking stuff with Flash, but it's still like the go-to software uh, for ease of use and speed, et cetera. So I use Flash. Um, I reuse a lot of elements that's just necessary. And that's part of why Flash is such a popular software. Uh, if you have an element that you created for a previous video, you can import that into the video you're working on so that you don't have to reanimate things you've already done. Okay. It's, yeah. But did so you start all of this when you were a child hand drawing? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes. No, yeah. I've been drawing since before I can even remember. I started to teach myself to animate when I was about 12 years old. And the thing about Freedom Tunes is, again, I, I'm mentioning this ad nauseum, but I do have to get these done quickly. So these certainly are not the highest quality animations that I can produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff out there. If people are interested, I could shoot you a demo reel sometimes or my student film, for example. And I usually get stuff done of, of a pretty high quality, but because I'm so prolific on YouTube, the vast majority of the work that people see from me is this really kind of silly, quickly thrown together political animation, which to be honest with, I'm fine with because people enjoy it and yeah. you know, I'm, I'm making decent money off of it. But you know, it's certainly true that... I am not presenting the full extent of my abilities in terms of the animation that I output hmm. for this brand. So do you, do you have ambition or desire to do something that's of a more polished? I think your stuff is quite polished, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I think you. it's, I think thank it's you. quite good, but 
it sounds to me like maybe you have ambition to do something that is to use your words like of disney quality i assume mm-hmm. in the animation and not in the you'd prefer yeah. to have more no. comedic uh and and crafty yeah. scripting I, I would suspect so did you guys see the my birth control video i've not seen that no. that's the quality i'm aiming for okay so i have to, to check guys. that out um wh- what came first for you because of course i'm, I'm kidding what? do you you guys, oh, no. all right, so you haven't seen that video. No, I it's haven't. It's probably the worst animation I've ever put out there, but it's oh. intentionally bad. Gotcha. I'll shoot you guys a copy. I think you'll both love it. But yeah, sure. in terms of my ambitions, like every animator, I would love someday to have my work on the big screen mm-hmm. or on television. So I'm attempting right now to shop my student film around because it's been very popular with uh, professors at my college. And also most people I show it to, generally speaking, seem to enjoy it and they're impressed by the artwork. So. I'm hoping I can get that on some sort of streaming service or television, but of course there's always the fear that the moment any large production company Googles me and they see that I challenge the status quo of the dominant media culture, they're going to be reluctant to associate yeah. themselves. So, But it might become a competitive edge as the Overton window shifts. People might actually look at that and think it's a positive thing, that you're easier to interact with in a corporate environment. Who knows? And you could be right. It's interesting because for as politically driven and motivated as I generally am, in the classroom or in the workplace, I'm completely professional in so far as politics are concerned or involved. Uh, I really don't start arguments uh, with my colleagues over these kinds of things. But it's so fun. <laughs> I know. Uh, believe me, I know it's fun. There's a lot of things that are fun to do at work that I don't do at work. <laughs> because I don't yeah. My job, right? Uh, and unfortunately, right now, uh, I. I'm essentially a sole proprietor slash private contractor. Uh, so between Freedom Tunes and the freelance animation stuff I do, I actually am able to work from home. So uh, I can start fights in the workplace because I talk to myself pretty frequently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I tend to get into these arguments in my own head. So I suppose yeah. that's... Well, how, uh, or have these characters debate each other in your own exactly. head. Exactly. Can, can you... Did you... <laughs> how did you develop skill in doing a impressions like that is that something that just came naturally to you or did you have training in this did you practice this how did that come to be so i went to about 12 years of impression school um it's sort of like huh. private school, <laughs> but specifically for impressions gotcha and it's actually extremely expensive so most people don't go um but if by the end of your first semester of your first year you can't perfectly imitate the instructor you fail <laughs> okay no, so you've uh, been you've been tested rigorously tested exactly yeah in, in, in all honesty it's a difficult question to answer because it is something i've been doing for a long time and i think it's you know similar to asking someone where any kind of talent they have comes from we all have something we're particularly good at mm-hmm. and we don't know how we good at, got good at it necessarily. Uh, I would say the first impression I was able to do that people thought was decent was probably this George Bush impression that my cousin taught me when I was in eighth grade. Um, when I was growing up, my family took in a lot of our extended family members. And one of them was my cousin who was from the inner city of Chicago, one of the toughest areas there is to live in in the United States. Uh, and part of what I notice about people raised in those kind of circumstances is when they're funny, they are hilarious. Like those are the funniest people you'll ever meet or they're the kinds of people who have have struggled, I think. Uh, And he would always do these impressions and he was just so naturally funny. 
And I remember sort of picking up on his impressions and adopting them. And it's strange because I wasn't able to do these impressions, but as soon as I heard someone else do them, I was able to do them. Hmm. It's kind of a strange thing. Uh, and part of why I'm able to do it now, I would say, is because ironically, I'm relatively empathetic. I know I don't always come off that way in the videos, but in order to do a good impression, you have to really be paying attention to a person. Yeah. And I think I do that on a subconscious level. So I listen to Ben Shapiro quite a bit, for example, and I listen to Jordan Peterson quite a bit. And one thing that happens is after you know listening to them and binging on their videos for any reasonable amount of time, I'll notice that I inadvertently adopt their speech patterns. Hmm. But I catch myself and yeah. I say, wait a minute, this is something I'm saying because I've heard Jordan Peterson say it, or this is something I'm saying yeah. because I've heard Ben Shapiro say it. And we all do this because we're tribal animals. And so what I end up doing is I sort of set aside mentally all the little ticks and cadences and speech patterns I inadvertently pick up on from people I admire. And I place them in the sort of impression box, if you can call it that, for like the impression lobe, whatever part of my brain is responsible for containing that kind of information. And then uh, I just try my best to recall it when it's time to do an impression of them. Hmm. You don't have, have any... a big spreadsheet of everybody's weird inflections? <laughs> oh, no, I, I have that, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have any of these people ever responded to you? Like, uh, has Ruben responded to the, specifically, has he responded to the Every Ruben Report? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he did? What this did he say? Story. I agree. Did he actually say that? Yes, he did. He did? Wow. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Was he, this on Twitter or in right. video so or what? That's how I felt about this. He commented on the video. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. So here's the thing about that. Again, this is sort of a mixed bag because, as I mentioned, I do believe a certain amount of empathy is actually involved in doing impressions. Uh, and most of the people I'm doing impressions of are people I like. And I'm just yeah. here ripping on. And part of it is, you know, when you're the youngest of four children and two of your older siblings are boys, you just learn to communicate affection through teasing. Yeah. yeah. And so I love the work of Jordan Peterson, of Ben Shapiro, of Dave Rubin. And I can do impressions of them, so of course I have to make fun of them. And some of the videos which have gained the most traction have just been me ripping on these people who I actually love. Yeah. And we did notice that we saw it. We're like, this is an affectionate ribbing. I'm <laughs> glad. No, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad because people started commenting when I first uploaded the video, like, this is pretty harsh or this is savage. Not many people, but no. there were one or two comments. And I started to worry. I was like, oh, man. Because I, I, I genuinely will feel bad if I upset someone else's reputation or if Dave Rubin watches that and just a single tear falls <laughs> in his eye. Oh, no. He says, I disagree with that but <laughs> then i refresh the video and i see a comment from the official ruben report page that says i agree and nice. this is i think this is indicative of people not only with a good sense of humor but who just don't take themselves too seriously and i suppose yeah. they go hand in hand because jordan peterson posted one of the videos i made poking fun at him Mm -hmm. Ben Shapiro tweeted out both of the videos Good. that I made making, making fun of him. Yeah. Dave Rubin commented on the video I posted making fun of him. Yeah. To me, that just makes it so obvious which team I want to be on. Here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of if, course. If, if 
wasn't even looking at the issues, which I am, of course, and I take them very seriously, but even if I wasn't interested in the moral philosophy and the ethics, just by virtue of the fact that these people aren't so far up their own rears that they're able to laugh at themselves despite right. the fact that they have massive followings. Yeah. Is, and they're not me, so sensitive to you can tell that they've been through a lot with the media and they're desensitized to the, the kind of criticism that's malicious. And so they see something like this and they're like, this is in good spirits. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have seen this. I, you know, I think that's a good point because when you're Ben Shapiro and you're the number one recipient of anti-Semitic rhetoric on Twitter, <laughs> and when you go to a college... Wait, wait, wait it's time of- for a Birch Gold break. We need to shout out Birch Gold. <laughs> uh, we'll do that real quick. You know, if you if you, you want to diversify your assets, people, it's time to invest in Birch Gold. <laughs> anyway, sorry to, okay. sorry to disrupt. I'm not sure what's going on here. Yeah. If that was an actual advertisement, but the, the, the point that I was trying to get across is when you're Ben Shapiro, when you're the number one recipient of anti-Semitic hate speech on Twitter, when yeah. you go to a college campus to speak and a bunch of 18-year-olds who don't know anything are calling you a Nazi despite the fact that you're Jewish, yeah. when someone like pokes fun at you for talking quickly and being a bit too cerebral, I don't think it's going to really upset you that yeah. Bad. yeah, Yeah, they've been through it all. Exactly. Now... There are people on the left who will block you just for following people who have poked fun at them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah that's uh, those people are legendary. Who wants to be now. on the left? They have no sense of humor. Nobody wants to be in a group of people that has no sense of humor. Yeah, you can't develop I, relationships and it's with people like that. Yes, well, and that, that, it's funny because that's what people said about the right just a decade ago. Yeah, and it was kind of true in some respects. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was becoming less true than it had been in the past. But I remember seeing constantly. Uh, on people's YouTube videos. And it's funny because in the early days of YouTube, conservative and libertarian leaning content was not that, but I think as people became more fed up with the government media complex and they wanted to be entertained by content which reflected their values, they started gravitating towards that which has been forbidden for decades, which is opinions that don't align with the mainstream media. Uh, And as a result, People like us have been able to build the platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking, and, my point with this isn't, no, keep going. I, oh, I, I'm not going to stop unless you interrupt me. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> we'll keep going. I'm, we're having a little bit of connection difficulty, but, uh, but we're, we're good. Um, I was going to tell you an interesting side story about, uh, you know, the efforts to, uh, well, the, 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 the left lean of YouTube, other media, other media companies, whatever. Uh, so I set up the stream already because I usually do that a couple of days in advance and I'm setting up the title for the stream because this will air Sunday. We're taping it on Thursday and I say, oh, guest Freedom Tunes will be on live at 9 Eastern. That's, that's all I put in the title. Just based on that information alone, no, 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 uh, no tags, nothing, nothing new in the description, limited or no advertising flagged as inappropriate for, for, for advertisers so i was bitching on twitter this morning i was bitching on twitter i said how okay i get it you guys demonetize everything how have you demonetized have you determined the content is unsuitable for advertisers when the content doesn't exist yet and youtube creators got back to me and they said well we do this based on the title or the tags and you should appeal but to me that just the only thing i've changed is that i put freedom tunes name in the title that Uh was it that was it so basically, I have been identified for wrong thing. Apparently, I mean, <laughs> yeah. presumably we have too. I, for all, yeah. I assume they just demonetize all our streams by default, regardless. Uh, but this yeah, was the first time I noticed. My video was demonetized it. yesterday before it was even uploaded. Oh, oh, story of my life, story of my life. And again, I'm. This is why I'm so fortunate 
that I have all these wonderful people donating to me on yeah. Patreon. We would not be able to do it without it. We were just talking yesterday about this teacher that got caught doing this. I don't know. They're calling her a white nationalist and saying she has this white nationalist podcast. But we were thinking, oh, my God, if we were in our old jobs, this the, our previous Fired. lives would have been detonated already. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. People would have come after us long ago. It, it, it we're really just so is grateful. scary. Yeah. 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 And, and, and the thing is, the water has become so muddied because if this person actually is a Nazi, yeah, that's a problem and they should be ostracized. But that label is thrown around so incautiously. Yeah. yeah. And they're so stupid because now people that are legitimately Nazis, legitimately racist, can just fly under the radar because people are calling mm -hmm. people like roaming millennial racist. So it's like, oh, I'm yeah. just going to cruise right underneath this one. It's not racist, chick. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm getting really sick and tired of these Asian white supremacists. I know. <laughs> I just know. I know. much at this point. No, it's crazy. Um, and sort of reconnecting with this idea that the left doesn't have a sense of humor right now, one thing I've been thinking about is... You know, I am I'm poking fun at some of these political figures, despite the fact that I enjoy their work. And part of why I think it works, and part of why I actually kind of feel that I have a responsibility to do so in some way, as pretentious as that might sound, is because everyone needs to be made fun of and taken down a notch now and again, myself included. That's why mm -hmm. I try to include self-deprecating humor in my work. And if that niche isn't being satisfied by people who are at least somewhat sympathetic to them, the only people poking fun at them are going to be on the left, and it's going to be unfunny. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. If, if someone on the left tries to do an impression of Ben Shapiro, nine out of ten times it's going to be, I, I debate the right of trans people to exist. That's going to be their impression. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh, yeah. Wasn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> and it has to be kind of lighthearted for it to be funny. Yeah. If it's just filled with malice, nobody wants to watch yeah. that. Yeah, it, yeah. <clears throat> exactly. exactly. Um, well, we asked you for 20 minutes, and we've already gone past 25. So I, Oh, wow. It's, you know, appreciate the extra time here. But the only other question I had, you already kind of did it, but I want to be double sure that I have a nice, clean piece of sound. Because as I say, oh, no. whenever whenever we're doing our super chats and stuff, the I agree with that button is always played. I overuse it. I'm sure everyone's pissed off at me by what? now. Yeah, it's but really But what annoying. I don't have is the I don't agree with that or the I disagree with that that you dropped earlier. So take your pick. Can you give me a clean piece of sound that I can use as a soundbite? Okay, yeah, I suppose so. Trying to give me a second to just warm up my vocals. Hold on. Need to meditate here. Really channel the Dave Rubin. Sure. <laughs> I disagree with that. Oh, but it was choppy at the start. Oh, I, hate, I hate to belabor this, but it cut out a little bit. One more, one more, okay. one more. Can I just throw this out there? Dave Rubin, I love your work. <laughs> I believe I've made that abundantly clear, but yeah. this is not trip on you. This is out of love. I agree with that wait i said the wrong thing <laughs> yeah yeah we'll get this third time's the charm all right you ready are you in there okay uh rolling uh, take three i disagree with that i don't know what's going on it actually chops out on the eye <laughs> this is not a bit i'm not trying to drag this out so here's the thing obviously for whatever reason it's it not, just seems it's not meant to be i guess so I'll, 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 I can Did probably clean it up. First one, that one came through clear. Yeah, I can probably clean it up, or I'll send you an email and say I will PayPal you. Tell me what I have to PayPal you for a soundbite, and I'll. I'll oh, do it. I should have done that first. Okay, I can't wait. Honestly, is it my fault that I gave away the impression for free and lost all leverage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, man. Uh, we appreciate you coming uh, on yeah. the show, and and everybody's uh, been uh, been requesting you and really excited to hear from you. So I hope uh, I hope everyone enjoyed listening. Um, that is our guest, Seamus uh, from Freedom Tunes. If you haven't already, please find his uh, YouTube channel and his Facebook page linked in the description. Is there anyone else anywhere else you'd like to send uh, people, Seamus? Yeah, so check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash freedom take you there or youtube.com slash cartanimation. Uh, freedom Tunes is with two O's. It's not T-U-N-E-S-T-O-O-N-S. I have to stress that because people will misspell it. Also, I'm launching a, a website. There's a landing page now that just has some of my videos, freedomtunes.tv. Check that out because it's just inevitable that our corporate overlords will determine, as they've already begun to, I am guilty of wrong think and therefore not worthy of speaking on their precious platform. And it's possible I may need to migrate my content over there. So freedomtunes.tv. And also, I'd be remiss if I didn't plug my own Patreon here, right? Sure. Patreon.com slash freedomtunes. Thank you right. so much for having me. I you really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, thanks for joining us. And have a great night, everybody. Appreciate you guys, yes. too. Bye, guys.